This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 336. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Also joined here by Dave. You could follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. He doesn't tweet. However, he does tweet on our Marking Out account at Marking Out. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. If you like watching YouTube videos, youtube.com slash out 11 You can check out our videos there. Uh, also, buy some t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. You have iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. We're featured on, on all three of those systems. Check it out. And then just go to markingout.com otherwise to listen to our podcast and all the other past podcasts. Dave, anything to add to that? <laughs> um, not not really. No, nothing to add. So in that case, how are you doing? <laughs> um, I'm doing spectacular. And as you made mention to earlier, uh, Dave three of underscore mo. No, I do not tweet, but I did follow uh, started an account that being Team Awesome four one eight. Lorenzo over there running an amazing account on Facebook, facebook.com slash teamawesome418. Right off the bat, just going to promote them. Uh, yeah, recently followed uh, teamawesome418 on Twitter. And definitely no regrets that that's in the first follow in, I think, like two years. Um, and everyone should be following teamawesome418. But, Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. How it's currently raining. Is it raining by you? No. It is just very humid. Yeah, it's raining here. It's very humid. But um, how, how was your week? It was supposed to rain. I mean it's it maybe drizzled a tiny tiny bit, but it should rain more, I believe. Um my week was pretty good. Pretty good. Um Let's see, let's see. What did we do? What did we do? Um, honestly, I'm not too sure. Friday, we met up. Friday night, I saw fireworks. There you go. Yeah, it wasn't past the July 4th expiration date, but I 100% went and I saw fireworks. Hey, nothing wrong with that. This coming uh, Saturday in Troy, they have fireworks, so nothing wrong with a little bit of fireworks. As long as it's in uh, July, I think it's okay. Uh, but um, not even then, though, dude, honestly, I think it's just like all summer long. I'm, I think I'm fine. Oh, I, I think I'm fine all summer long with fireworks, and with the exception of if I go to like Disney World outside of the summer months, like yeah, obviously I'm going to Disney World and I want to see the fireworks. I always love fireworks. Yeah, I've always, like, even as a kid, I remember, I, I definitely remember being scared of fireworks as a child, though. Really? We went, we went up to a friend's house, a family friend's house in, I want to say, like, somewhere in the Hudson Valley, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, not upstate New York fully, but, like, 
just off Long Island enough for me to call it upstate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember they were lighting off fireworks, and I, I remember sitting in the car and watching them. I guess maybe they were just too loud from, like, outside. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I always enjoyed watching fireworks. It's pretty cool. Yeah, fireworks are definitely the best. It always brings back memories of my grandparents' house because they had a house on the water, and you could see all the fireworks from Jones Beach. And I remember them always having a party and everyone being there, family, friends. But I would always find my way to get inside to watch Monday Night Raw. Because there was a, it's very often that... <laughs> like, because July 4th was so very often on Monday? What are you saying? It, I mean, it just so ended up that when I was over there, I remember it being 4th of July. Like, and, you remember a like a one-in-a-lifetime instance, or... Uh, I mean, I think or do you remember multiple on times on Monday, a few times. Let's it's fallen on a yeah, 2016, 2011, uh, two thousand sixteen, two thousand eleven, two thousand eleven, two thousand eleven. No, yeah, two thousand five. We got nineteen. Ooh, wow, nineteen ninety four. You so, might be remembering nineteen ninety four. Fireworks. Yeah. Was no, Raw it, on Mondays live then? No, right? Yeah. Still taped though, right? Um, I, I honestly, I don't know. Back then, I Those back then there was no taped. internet or anything. Like to me, it was live. Yeah. So maybe July fourth, two thousand. Uh, July fourth, nineteen ninety four is when you went and saw it. Yeah. Because like, I prior to inside and watching it. Prior to nineteen ninety four, July fourth falling on a Monday. You were also alive for it. Was I was not alive for it. It was 1988. July no. 4th was a Monday. But that was way before Monday Night Raw started. So Yeah, that was before Raw. And then the the time before that that it fall that it fell on a Monday, July 4th was 1983, which you were not alive for. No. I was not alive for. But yes, I do remember going inside and watching the the TV to see Monday Night Raw, watch it with buttons, uh, number probably five. Um, <laughs> buttons, number those five. that don't know the buttons jokes. Uh, family dog name is Buttons. It's not uh, a family boxer. dog name, though, isn't it? Just It was just your grandmother's dog. No, no. My, Who else my, had? I mean, my grandparents, Kevin, like that, the family. Kevin, it was the family dog. They, they no, had, no, 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 no. I'm saying who like your your grandparents owned a dog named Buttons. Yeah. Did anyone else outside of that venture and name their no, dog but Buttons? No. No. Right. So your grandparents over a span of <laughs> a long time, 50 years, 60 years even? Yeah, we had they had like oh, like 10 dogs named Buttons, all of and them. And they boxed. were just different breeds too, right? They weren't no. all boxers. Yeah, they were all boxers. Clearly not. The dog yeah. just now was named Buttons, too. Yeah, that, that was it. <laughs> that was the only just, non-boxer? That was, the only non-boxer was the Yorkie. Oh. And it was, it was just so random and funny because you had boxer, 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 Yorkie. Yeah, it was very random. What was your dog's name? Uh, Bo. Oh, right. Yeah, that was Bo. Uh, Kevin's is Abby. It was a poodle? Uh, yeah, a mini toy poodle. Ugh. Ugh. Poodles, Abby. I, I saw a poodle on television. They just creeped me out. Really? Yeah, I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I, I like poodles. I mean, my thing is, like, I like the mini toy poodles because they're very fun to play with. And, like, I have really bad uh, allergies, so I prefer, like, the smaller dogs, hypoallergenic. And I'm, I love dogs, but I, I'd prefer to have, like, a smaller dog, one that, like, is just fun to play with and you could roll around Poodle, and everything. Poodles are not that breed, though. They're mean. No. Poodles are mean. No. Yes. Poodles not are my, vicious. Not mini toy. Not mini toy poodles. Regular poodle, like a French poodle, maybe. Like Fifi. Fifi. Yeah, Rene Dupree's dog. Yeah. Like maybe like that. But well, yeah, so, would you ever uh, own a dog? I like. I don't want to say I'm afraid of dogs, uh-huh. <laughs> but I prefer yeah, them. He's not. A, he's allergic. He's highly allergic to dogs. He's highly scared of dogs too. But he's highly allergic to dogs. Why would you want to put yourself into a situation like that if you're highly allergic to a dog? When we were younger, he didn't want to come inside of the house because he was scared. But like, he's allergic. I don't know if he's highly deadly. Yes, no, a hundred percent. Yes, uh, he was blessed with being allergic to nuts, animals of all kinds. Cats, dogs, nuts. Does Zach have two dogs now? Uh, he, yes, the other one's back. What do you mean the other one? Tyson is back. He left? Yeah. What do you mean? Tyson is his fiance's sister, his sister-in-law, I guess so you'd say, her dog. Oh. So she moved out, and then now she's back in with them. Gotcha. So Tyson and Paco. Gotcha, Probably gotcha. Well, dog talk aside, Which I, how was I, your week? I, I pet I pet Tyson mm-hmm. this past week, too. There you go. Which I really, I don't like doing. It's just like, to me, it's just like, I don't know. It's just something that, I think it's gross. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like dogs. Zach was letting well, him lick his face and everything. I was like, this is gross, man. I, I don't do that. Tyson came up to me and tried to lick me. I was like, stop. Don't do that. It's like I treat dogs the same way I treat babies. I talk you to tell them. Babies, stop! Don't do that. Yeah, well, I say like I talk like I talk like everyone's like, oh, look at this little baby, it's so cute, blah blah blah. I'm like, I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Brandon. <laughs> I, I go in for the handshake now. I, I shake their hand. I, you got to treat them normal. They're a, they're a human being, or like the dog responds to you better if you like don't talk to them. Hmm. Weird. If I Very, if a dog comes up to me, I'm like, no, go away. Or if I'm like, oh, come over here, it's so cute, blah blah blah. It's like, no, that doesn't. Baby talk doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. A baby comes up to me, I'm gonna say hello. How mm-hmm. are you? It does not gonna respond, but that's why I tend to not like to meet children until they're at least <laughs> able to speak to me. <laughs> Well, now we know a little bit more about you. Well, we did get to uh, meet up this week. We watched the pay-per-view together. Yes, we did. Well, we watched um, most of the pay-per-view together. Most of the pay-per-view together. Yeah. Um, so I watched, I have to say, I, I watched Spider-Man Homecoming 2 on Saturday. And? I good. thought it was a really good movie, yeah. I gotta see it. I thought, I, I enjoyed it. I never saw... The, the last two Spider-Man movies that they put out with Andrew Garfield and Emma mm-hmm. Stone, but I thought this one was a lot more fun than the ones with Tobey Maguire. 
I think well, that obviously I I mean Spider Man three is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I paid to go see that in the theaters. I was like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah, no, me too. But uh Spider Man one and two in that in that franchise, I think they were really well done. It's just this one's like the, Tom Holland is like a he looks like a teenager. Yeah. He might even he, be still be a teenager, but it's great casting. Um, how was the villain? Uh, he was good. I didn't how know was, who he how was. How was the acting? It's Michael Keaton. Yeah, how was his acting? Of course Bert? it's good. You're like, what do All you right. mean? It's Michael Keaton. So we got Very to see, cool. we got to see Batman versus Spider-Man. Because he, he was Batman. And he was in facing Spider-Man. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was a really good movie. I thought the after credit scene was <laughs> really good too. Well, so definitely no. stay all the way to the end, all the way through the the grueling credits. As the you should, credits. as you should with all the Marvel movies. All right, duly noted. Well, which by the way, movies super expensive these days, ridiculously priced. Oh yeah, you got to go to matinees. I paid fifteen bucks to go see a movie. Wow. And then when when I got to the theater, because I bought it online. Mm-hmm. Just like I didn't want it to be sold out or whatever, and when I got when I got there, the seat was way closer to the screen than it led on online. So I went out and I, to guest services. I was like, "Can I like switch my seat to another?" I was like, "I didn't think it was this close to the screen," but I, I was able to switch my seat. Huh? So that was. I cool. never. I've never. I think I once bought a ticket online. Maybe. It's like I hate doing it because you pay an extra like two bucks, whatever. So it like takes the the ticket from is already like thirteen bucks and bumps it up to fifteen bucks. Some theaters around me are are sixteen, seventeen dollars for a movie. It's ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know how. Like it's unfortunate that people still like go to movies at that rate. Like I I'm I like want Mary, to, but I haven't been able to. I I maybe want to just go see it at the. At the drive-in. Merrick has movies for like seven bucks on. Oh, yeah. Merrick Cinemas. So, like... It's, and Belmore Playhouse now, too. So, if you can get there on those specific days at those specific hours... Yeah, it's Wacky Wednesdays and uh, I think uh, Tuesdays or Thursdays. It's funny. We were at the uh, the counter for... They were getting, like, popcorn and stuff, and... The one of them, one of my friends asked the guy behind the counter if they had combos, mm-hmm. and he goes, "We do, but you literally save no money. It's just putting the two items together." I'm like, "So that's not a like that's not a that's not a combo. That's how it's like people like they bumped up prices so much that their combinations no longer save you money. No, at that point you're just buying a soda and a, a popcorn." It, it is pretty insane. It's yeah. very unfortunate that that's the way movie theaters are now. But I'll probably end up seeing the movie in uh, the drive-in. Which is how, like, how much does that cost? Uh, $10. And how much is that bridge? Two movies. No? What's that? I said, and how much is that bridge? Oh, that's funny. But how, how do you, what determines the movies that are shown? Uh, it depends on what, yeah, they, they determine it. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, Sunday, well, Sunday yeah. We, we met up. We uh, 
I mean, we went to my grandfather's funeral, which is yeah. unfortunate. For, Very unfortunate. For those, I didn't know him. Yeah, but very unfortunate. Um, yeah, so that's the reasoning for the meetup. But, want to get into the pay-per-view? Yeah, we had... Or anything else to say? Great balls of fire. Like, uh, you could check out his Geico commercial. He was on a <laughs> Geico commercial. That's where I knew him from, really. Yeah, if you want, go check out the Geico Just commercial. Just type in Geico and Charo. He was he's Stanley Smith. He was a real Geico customer. Everything that took place in that commercial was 100% true. Did you know that? No, I did not. <laughs> yeah, everything in that was true. He, I heard he that. Wrote, he, he, what? What did you hear? They had to take it off the air because what? he said Geico fixed his car. When Geico didn't fix the car. You know, it's funny because when you – Look up the commercial. One of the results is that it's a banned commercial. Yeah, I think huh. that's why. Because he goes, Geico repaired it like new. Yeah, and Geico is not the one that repaired it. Wow. Yeah, so he, he wrote a letter. Apparently he was a really good writer of letters. Yeah, he wrote very often to uh, Boy, did he write uh, letters. politicians and <laughs> everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he got the Geico commercial, everything in it, it's, it's legit what happened. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I knew so him from. go check out a Geico commercial if you'd like. And you, you, knew, uh, you knew him better than me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, so, uh, so it's unfortunate for my other side of my family, for them. Yeah, very unfortunate loss, and, uh. It's tough, but, you know, it is unfortunate. But great balls of fire took place for the first and hopefully last time this past Sunday as well uh, at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. Um, Yeah. I I really, I do hope this is the last time. For great balls of fire? Yeah. It's like, I saw Road Dog arguing with somebody or tweeting back and forth with somebody on Twitter because Pyro is now gone also. They have not had Pyro in, in quite some time, apparently. Huh. So Pyro... I didn't realize that. And the, and the person From was... From a pay-per-view or in general? No, no, no. Everything. Even Raw? Mm-hmm. No, they still do it at Raw. Mm, nope. You they're, sure? They're done, yeah. They're done. They're phasing it out. I wonder if it's because of what happened at, uh, Monday, at WrestleMania. What? How with the Undertaker's uh, entrance, how it From, caught fire. What do you mean? This year's WrestleMania? Yeah. What do you mean it I caught fire? It was, or maybe it was the WrestleMania before, but yeah. No, no. Someone got hit with a firework from Undertaker's entrance at like WrestleMania 24 or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I know. I don't know anything else. Yeah, sometimes there it catches uh, fire. But, um, yeah, so... Apparently, they're phasing out Pyro, and someone tweeted, I guess Road Dog is in charge of SmackDown, maybe? I'm not positive, but someone tweeted to him about the Pyro, and they tweeted to him about pay-per-view sets. Mm-hmm. And he said, Road Dog's response was something along the lines of how pay-per-view sets and Pyro, like, it doesn't matter. It's cost-effective to cut them, and... 
th- that's not what makes the show. But I have to disagree with that big time because this pay per view it was just a normal it, they're just normal sets. How is it not like that? Like what the the best parts about pay per views from when we were children? Well, when you were a young adult and I was a child, yeah, <laughs> was like backlash had the swinging hooks. Yeah. Or, like, I think Judgment Day had, like, a huge, like, graveyard. King of the Ring had that giant throne. Like, there were a, a bunch of... I mean, of... the sets were awesome. Yeah. Even the Royal Rumble in 2006, I remember, was, like, the whole, like, Roman Coliseum or something. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, aside from WrestleMania, nobody's going to have special sets. None of the shows, at least. And it's, like, it's just... This is not, like, it just... I, it felt like I was just watching Monday Night Raw. It really felt like that, with the well, exception well, of, his, with the exception of two matches. What was his response to it? He just it doesn't matter. He said, and then I think the person responded saying, "It of course it matters." Yeah, I, I really do think it matters. Like, yeah, you have a, like a like they basically tried to to theme this as like a fifties themed pay per view. It doesn't come off like that. No. You, have, you have Great Balls of Fire by Jerry Lee Lewis as the theme song. You have the, the opening promo that took like four minutes was stupid. At like, it was like a drive-in movie theater screen. Mm-hmm. Almost. Like showing the, like, and now, Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe. Sasha Banks versus Such a Touch. And it's like, it, this isn't, like, this is, like, this is your theming for the pay-per-view? I don't understand... Like what is what's making what's separating this from Monday Night Raw? The fact that you put four minutes into a into the intro. Yeah, pretty much. The fact that you have Jerry Lee Lewis as the theme song that does like that doesn't. There's nothing special. No, it doesn't warrant I, you to watch it anymore. It was like it was really difficult, which made Monday Night Raw really difficult to watch. I feel like the set thing and the pyros and everything like that. It's good for television, you know. And I, I mean, do we blame Nakamura? Who gave Nakamura that fake pyro? What do you mean the fake pyro? All of a sudden he had that Ryback pyro. That wasn't like real pyro. It was just the noise, the loud boom in his entrance. And they're like, I mean, I complained about it. A bunch of other people complained about it. Then it was gone. And then pyro was just gone in general. I actually don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, dude, his entrance would have like a Ryback boom. In it. Uh-huh. You know the Ryback noise? Yeah. So they ha- they so gave that they gave boom. it to Nakamura randomly. Mm-hmm. And then I mean I complained about it. I'm pretty sure I complained about it on the show. And then they took a they took it away and then they phased out Pyro where they they started to. This was all like recent stuff too. But I had my fingers like so crossed that it would be like like just surprise us. Give us a giant jukebox as the entranceway or something. That would have been cool. I, I even posted pictures how Disney has it at one of their, their hotels. They have a, the art of, I don't know, Pop Century, I think it might be. Or the art mm-hmm. of music or something. One of those pop music hotels. There's a giant, mm-hmm. like, 30-story 30, 30 jukebox there. Yeah. It, I, I think that they should really bring back stages in the pyro... I mean, that was a big thing. Like, when you tuned in to watch one of these pay-per-views, you saw that, and you're like, wow, this is going to be a good pay-per-view. 
just based on the set alone at times where you see it, you're like, wow, this is, this is exciting. This is, this yeah, is like, special. This is something special to be to, you know, this isn't Monday night raw that I can see just every night. This is once in a, this could be a once in a right. lifetime experience. That's thank you for saying that. That's a hundred percent accurate. You know, it gave, it gave, it gave special meaning to it. Yeah. It's like, wow, you can only see this live on pay-per-view. You can only see this here. I'll only be able to see this one time. Maybe next time if they do it again. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, <laughs> I'm not complaining that they stopped doing it for England. But it's like with England. When they would go overseas, they would have those special, like the, the cars and the phone booths and stuff. Well, don't they still? I don't believe they had it for the last two or three times or two times or whatever. I think it was just normal Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But like even that, that was like that was a special thing that you only got there. Yeah, you you can't you can turn into SmackDown and Monday Night Raw and you get the same thing. But now because of that, you it's special. It's different. You're not going to get it. But and it's funny because like you tune. I, I could swear also that before they did this whole draft split thing Mm -hmm. they said we were getting unique sets for uh, to make everything individually unique i don't know that i i don't remember i mean i i could swear i remember hearing that or reading Mm -hmm. it but that i don't know we got a new raw set we got a new smackdown set and then that was it and then wrestlemania is new every year it it would be nice to get new set i mean the SmackDown set back in the day was spe- something special with the, uh, just with the fist and everything. Yeah. And now it's just la-di-da. I mean, it's a, it's a small step up from a house show, you know? Yeah. I mean, it would have been really nice to get custom pay-per-view things. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Money but, in the bank, at least you get the ladders, but you get the ladders. Yeah. Let me break down this real quick because I didn't jot down to see who would win. And because of that pick, oh, because of that pick too, I think the winner is me. Going to be. Did I win? I had to have won. The score is one, two, three, four. Two, one, two, three, four, five, six. Did, did I, I had to have won. You lost. How? You lost, my friend. Um, because you because you have Sasha Banks as the winner. No, because I have Cass to win. I had Enzo? And because I have Braun to win. Did I have Enzo to win? Yeah, you picked Enzo and you picked uh, Reigns. Well, Reigns barely lost, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, before the pay-per-view, you had the kickoff show. Cruiserweight title on the line. Neville successfully defended against Tazawa. Um, I really like – I thought it was just a good opener. Yeah. It was solid. I, I quite enjoy this match. I, I was hoping I, to enjoy it more than I actually did, but as far as the pay-per-view as a whole, this was one of those matches that made it feel not like Monday Night Raw. 
that made it feel special like a pay-per-view. Yeah. I was pleased with this. I agree. Um, but Neville basically cheated to to retain the title. Which I'm okay with. I mean, it's nothing that we haven't seen before, and he's maintaining it. It's not like... I mean, he, he uses cheap tactics to yeah. get the victory. Uh, I mean, some would say that he's a smart champion. Yeah. It was, and it was a good match, so you can't fault anybody there. No, not at all. Uh, the, as far as the pay-per-view goes, Bray Wyatt took on and surprisingly defeated Seth Rollins uh, by, by poking him in his eye. And I actually really like that he used the heel tactic to pick up the victory. I'm not opposed to that, you know? There was one point where he did something where Rollins was laying flat on the top rope, like off of the top rope onto Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. I, I popped big time. I thought he was about to do a Sister Abigail, but he hit, I don't know what he ended up hitting, but it wasn't a Sister Abigail, but I thought it would be really cool if he did that. Off the top rope? Yeah. Hmm. I thought that would have been cool. That would be interesting. That would definitely be interesting. I would see that. I would like to see that. Uh, next up, you had Big Cass picked up the victory over Enzo. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this match was the big boot. Thought for sure you're gonna say the ending. Yeah, but also not not just the ending, but I also liked that big boot that he did. But I was a big fan of the entire uh, Bam Bam Bigelow spiked. No, Mike Awesome. No, Bigelow. Uh, Mike Spike Dudley gorilla press toss. Uh, not really, though. I mean, it wasn't didn't go into, into the, the crowd. Didn't go into the crowd. <laughs> but I did. I I liked that a lot. I thought that was really. I thought I thought for what this match ended up being, I thought it was well done. I thought it. Yeah. Was, I thought it really showcased Big Cass as like not caring about Enzo. Yeah, he was just willing to do whatever it cost, and I liked how he just picked him up over his head. And Gorilla pressed him to the outside. Just like he said on Monday Night Raw, he was throwing off the trash, you know? Yeah. I thought uh, it was really cool. Up next was definitely the match of the night, for me at least. I don't know about you. Uh, it was a 30-minute Iron Man match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Cesaro and Sheamus successfully retaining those titles against the Hardy Boys with four pins to three pins this match oh, was awesome one, one was a count out but yeah i was about to say there was a count out right yeah um but yeah i i like that you had a victory right off the bat with the bro kick to matt in yeah, like 20 like, seconds yeah really like quick into seconds. it very mm-hmm. reminiscent of wrestlemania 28 with daniel bryan losing Oh, unfortunately and the woman next to me went absolutely crazy and well i guess not cried. unfortunately i mean that Led to uh, the yes movement. Yeah, yes, it did. So in a way, that no, entire no like looking back on it, dude. The, the I still can't believe how the woman next to me reacted. She was like furious. She was bawling her eyes out, and she was like, "No, I'm done. I'm not watching this. I'm leaving." <laughs> and she like she literally left for like I was about to say for seven innings. <laughs> she literally left for like maybe an hour and a half or something. That's really funny. And the person that she was with was just sitting there. And I'm pretty sure they were like workers too, like in the business somehow. I like I overheard them talking about how they like I don't know, do something with an indie promotion or something. Mm-hmm. It's like how are you gonna react like that? 
Yeah, you know the business. Cut that out. Right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Even I know I'm not supposed to act like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, but this match, it was awesome. You had that twist of fate off the top turnbuckle. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a fun spot. How about it? Um, yeah, so many. It, it was a fun match overall. Yeah, the one with the one count out victory was for Cesaro and Sheamus, where Matt was counted out after Cesaro threw him out or threw him against the ring post, prevented him from getting back in. Yeah, um, I think I don't know, man. For me, this match, it's like the the Hardys and Cesaro and Sheamus, they've been killing it. I I agree. I think that overall, this entire uh, Sheamus and uh, Cesaro thing has worked out perfectly. Like I, going from, I mean, do you even remember when they hated each other? Yeah, right. Like they used to hate each other, not want to tag with each other. They had the the like series of feuds against each other, and now they're an unbeatable. Uh, I mean, they aren't unbeatable, but they are a power unit. I almost like it. Almost makes me wonder. I mean, I feel like, I guess it wouldn't, like, make full tons of sense for it since the pay-per-view is an actual pay-per-view. But it almost makes me feel like we're leading to, like, a TLC match or something. Mm-hmm. Now that they're incorporating other teams in. Which, I mean, I guess in the same sense it would kind of suck because they did a ladder match at WrestleMania. Yeah. But, I mean, a, a TLC match is technically different, though you have the same outcome of winning. It would be pretty interesting. I mean, seeing that it is the Hardy Boys and everything, I wouldn't be opposed to it. You know, it's like what other ma- like they're like you. You have they're them. always innovate, innovating and creating something different, right? So what else is there? Like you have you have them already. You have the ladder match. You have them in uh, in the cage match. You have them in an Iron Man match. Like what else? Like what else can you do? With yeah, but yeah, this match the ending came about. You had Jeff Hardy, I think it was, hit the last twist of fate, went to pin one two, and the time expires. And it was perfect timing. There was no delay. It was just, it was good. Yeah, um, big fan of the match. I the crowd was really into it too, and rightfully so. Just like this next match, I thought this next match was uh was up there too. This was yeah. honestly absolutely one of three matches that made the night for me, the night the pay per view worth watching for me. Sasha Banks picking up the victory over Alexa Bliss, but it was by countout, so no change of hand of that woman title. Alexa Bliss walking out as champion. I thought this match was really well done. It was like gruesome, but not gruesome. I don't know the right word. I don't know what I want to say. It's not gruesome, <laughs> but it was like brutal, but not. It was really brutal though. I still I can't find the right word, <laughs> but it was, I really I really enjoyed this match. You had a, Alexa Bliss even hitting that the power bomb spot from the corner that we haven't seen in a few months, years. I don't remember the last time we saw it. The sunset flip move, the one that made you think like the one that made you think that like oh she'll definitely do a four fifty from the turnbuckle from the oh middle yeah rope. yeah uh huh uh-huh. I'm still waiting for that by the way. Like she hit that move and then just like. Just them making their way up the entrance ramp and doing what they did. That was awesome. 
Now, if we had a stage of that entrance ramp, they could have had fun playing with that. Yeah, they could have like banged her out, banged her head into the jukebox or something and started playing music, like, mm-hmm. like Arthur Fonzarelli. But no. I feel like we've seen stuff like that um, in uh, like ha- Happy. Wait, not I was going to say Happy Base. Um, <laughs> what is it like uh, APA segment? Where it would just where they would bang into a jukebox or yeah I feel like we yeah just well they had the, they had their whole barroom brawl the, yeah the the match at oh I want to say vengeance vengeance two thousand four mm-hmm. I don't know if it was vengeance but definitely took place in I think it definitely took place in two thousand four mm-hmm. where the bunny was there the Easter bunny wrestled that night oh I don't I don't remember yeah. Easter Bunny was in the barroom brawl match. They set up like a whole bar, like by the entrance stage, by the stage, mm-hmm. for like this whole giant match brawl to take place. And whoever was the last man standing won. I forget who won, but who won? Forgot who won. APA is just great. Yeah. But up but. next after that, for the Intercontinental Championship, The Miz defeated Dean Ambrose, retaining that championship. Uh, the Miz Taraj kind of helping out here. Uh, big time coming involved. It's always good to have uh, friends. Yeah, I just I wish this feud was over. I agree. Now... Is it have anything to do with Ambrose or the Miz? I honestly, I think it might because I think it might be Ambrose. I kind of agree with you. I'm tired of Ambrose, and maybe, maybe what Stone Cold Steve Austin saw back in the day when he first interviewed him, maybe he saw the writing on the wall. Maybe is the yeah, Ambrose? Yeah, but it's not lazy? like I, it, I, I can't. Is call, he not connecting? I can't call a WWE superstar lazy. No, but I, you, I think that you, I think you can be lazy as a WWE superstar. It's just a different type of lazy. It's more of a content lazy as I'm comfortable with my position. I'm comfortable doing these maneuvers. So I got a crowd reaction. So why am I going to do anything different? That kind of lazy. Uh, that's more complacent, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. And even then, I don't know if I could say that. I think you can. I, I, I just, I don't know. I have a very hard time calling somebody that. Yeah. Because they're out there doing what they're supposed to be doing, being told what to do, basically. So they're doing their job, though. I, I mean, you could still be lazy at doing your job. Yeah, but it's not like, but like, what's how difficult? Which is one prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. But what's like, what's what's he not doing that makes him lazy? There's not like he's going out there cutting his promos. I don't know. I I just feel like it's like it's not living up to what it once was because Mm of the WWE writing, because of where they they kind of pigeonholed him into a a corner, basically. Mm Hmm. What kind of corner? What do you mean? They, like, backed Dean Ambrose into a corner of not... Like, they're not giving him things to do. It's just Mm -hmm. the same stuff over and over and over again. 
I mean, it's almost guaranteed if there's ever a, some sort of a brawl or some sort of a, a street fight, it involves Dean Ambrose. If it's a gimmick match, it's either Dean Ambrose going in there or Ziggler. Yeah. That's kind of how it is. Kind of like same position Sandow was in before he was released. Except I wasn't I wasn't disappointed with what Sandow was doing. Yeah, no, that was interesting. That engaged you. But up next, we had an ambulance match uh, between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. Braun Strowman wins, um, but only because Roman Reigns speared himself into the ambulance. So I, I thought this was a fun match. And I think that the spear, yeah, he did do it to himself, but... It was still smart. On I thought board. yes. I, I, I thought did, I didn't think it was predictable. I, I didn't. I didn't think that was predictable. But I thought really? I, I, I liked told you before it happened that, it, or I was I was going to. I did like that. He was going to spear him into the. Yeah, but it didn't happen. That didn't happen like that. Yeah, it did. He speared. He didn't spear, he didn't, not showed me that he was going to spear him into that. I mean that he was going to spear and move. Well, yeah, but that's not that's not how the match ended though. It did. No, the match didn't end by him spearing Braun Strowman. No, he no, no. He missed, missed the, he missed the spear. Yeah, that's right. Ridiculous. So even like I could have said like, oh, he's about to hit his signature move. No, no. I, I was I said that he was gonna move. I don't recall. No. I may have been thinking of it. But yeah, but. so that, that ends to the, the end of the match, which I I guess it's good and all, leaving Roman Reigns looking like, oh, I didn't actually lose. I just I ended up in there by by you moving. Yeah. I, you're like, you didn't physically put me in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was good. And then afterwards, Braun Strowman, uh, Roman Reigns ended up brawling with him and ended up putting him in the ambulance. And they sent out Heath Slater and Kurt Hawkins to have a match. Which was, I don't... I, I don't, don't understand the I don't, point of it. Yeah, I don't understand like their thinking with this. Like, I, I thought it was entertaining the fact that they weren't ready for the match. It, yeah. it showed that like they weren't ready. We were still getting ready on our way to the ring, and they. I thought that was cool. They they had their match, which I was pumped to see. The fact Heath Slater and Kurt Hawkins wrestling on a pay per view, I thought that was awesome. Did we really get to see it though? And then they cut off like a WCW thing, and all you hear is the audio from the match, the match. and the you stuff hear Slater's, going. You don't even see the finish. You hear Slater's music hit, and you're like, oh, I guess the match is over? It was very reminiscent of WCW late 90s, more so 2000, 2001-ish. I mean, I feel bad for the two wrestlers that were involved in this, that they were like, Hey, pay-per-view match. You guys haven't had a pay-per-view in, in a long time. Here's a pay-per-view match. Oh, by the way, just so you know, uh, you're you're not going to be shown at all. I thought what Hawkins tweeted was hilarious. What did he say? He goes, by the way, for those of you who missed the finish of the pay-per-view match, Heath Slater ended up hitting a, I think he said a Canadian destroyer off the top rope <laughs> <laughs> and pinning me. Um, but I thought that was funny. And, uh, yeah, so it was just disappointing that we didn't see, it's like a slap in the face kind of, but 
it's like scripted that way. So, who's the slap to? Heath Slater and Hawkins. Is it? Yeah, I think I don't, so. I don't know if it's a slap in the face to them. I don't know. I I, I don't think that it's. I'm not a fan of it. I don't. I'm not saying the like they purposely like, set out to be like, oh, you go out there. We we don't like you. I mean, like, oh, it's like a slap in the face. Like we're just you're having a match, and then it just cuts to whatever else. Yeah, but you knew that what was going on. But it, not really. But let's talk about what was going on, though. We saw um, the brawl continue, and then we saw Roman Reigns toss Braun Strowman in the back of the ambulance, and then get into and then crash it. Yeah, backed it up. Backed it up right into one of the trailers. What's your take of this? I thought for sure it was going to end up like the EMTs were going to rush in and be like, Braun's not in here. I thought so too. I thought that he was going to escape kind of like a Michael Myers thing. I thought it was going to be some sort of Undertaker type of event. Yeah, where you check on the body and the body's not there. Um, I thought that would have been cool. Instead, you had him acting – well, first you had him all – Covered in blood. Um, yeah. They used Covered the jaws of life, by the way. First. Snap open yeah. the ambulance, which the door basically opened right on its own. I'm sure they could have opened it with the handle without even... I don't think they... I think only one person tried to open the door. Yeah, it seemed like they could have definitely done that. But they didn't They didn't get it open without the jaws of life. Um, Braun gets out. They try to help him. They want to take him to the hospital or whatever, he refuses. He refuses any help whatsoever. Which I, I like that. I thought that was good, that. yeah. It's kind of like a redeeming Cause point, it shows, you know? it, Yeah, it shows that he's still dominant and he doesn't need their help to, to go on. Yeah, like why I don't need anybody's help. I don't need uh, EMT or hospital. I'm okay. I'm going to fight. Yeah. And... Yeah, but I thought it was an interesting spot. But and then you had Kurt Angle there the entire time, and now you had like I don't know on Monday Night Raw the way that they played it off and everything. I don't know what the the point of it is though. I I mean I guess it was just to keep Braun Strowman strong. I guess. But, like, even in that sense, there was no reason to keep Strowman off of Monday Night Raw. Yes, you wanted to further the uh, the storyline in other ways, but if you wanted to bill him... If you wanted to bill him as the strong man and stuff and have him, oh, I refuse medical attention, dude. Mm-hmm. Then why, like, how did he not... Like, how did he not even show up on Raw? Yeah, I was surprised that he didn't show up in that final segment to... Uh, just attack him or make an appearance, you know? Final segment? Uh, yeah, for Raw. How Roman Reigns, well, what was it? When Reigns was involved with, I mean, Lesnar. Right. That segment. Yeah. But, um, whatever. You, you meant so, actual segments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But all right. the main event for took place for the WWE Universal Championship. Champion Brock Lesnar successfully retained that title against Samoa Joe. Um, I thought for... Uh, I mean, obviously it wasn't the match of the year. 
Oh, far from it. Um, I thought it was somewhat decent, but that ending was just, I thought the end was super lame. I actually kind of, I thought it was all right. I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular. Like, right off the bat, I like the fact that Joe just nonstop, he was attacking Lesnar. Yeah, showing that Lesnar is vulnerable. They go through the they go through the table and do that stuff. Match officially starts, whatever, and uh, Joe still even pounds, pounding on Lesnar. Lesnar gets yeah. Lesnar gets his moves in and stuff, and uh, Joe locks in the Coquina clutch. And right there, he he had it locked in for maybe five minutes. He was just uh, struggling. Minutes, that's a well, you know what? Yeah, he probably Brock Lesnar was probably controlled for most of the match by Joe. Yeah, Samoa Joe controlled the majority of the matchup. One mistake, F five, one two three. Yeah, he he hit that triangle button and nailed him with the uh, F five. I would have I would have preferred to see like, I guess maybe they just wanted to keep Joe strong where they didn't want the the. Kimura lock in there. They didn't want Joe to be locked into a submission at all. What do you mean? Like Brock's move, the the submission move that he does. Oh. Like he does an F5, yes, but he's pretty brutal with that. He had the whole a whole year's worth of like breaking people's arms, basically, it seemed. Huh. I didn't think about it. So in one t- in one corner you had the Coquina clutch, the other corner you had the Kimura lock. Yeah, That's I feel like they wouldn't want to expose Samoa Joe as uh, vulnerable like that. Right. But I feel like they can expose Brock Lesnar as a little bit vulnerable in that way because it's okay. Like I don't think it's a make or break thing. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know if I want to see this again. I wouldn't want to see Lesnar Joe too. If I mean, just depending on what the other factors are, I definitely think that this was a disappointment for all of those fans who uh, were excited for it. You know, who were hoping to see Goldberg versus Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, you know, who doesn't want to see Goldberg versus Lesnar? No, but I, I think that a lot of people had high hopes for this, and it was just a little bit unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, All right, that, well, was that was the pay-per-view. Great American Bash. No. So now let's no. talk great, about great balls. some Monday Night Raw. The great balls. Monday Night Nitro. Which kicked off with Big Cass. Speaking about Great Balls of Fire, uh, he puts himself over. Uh, the promo, I don't, I don't think like it didn't, it didn't have the strongest start to it. Really? I don't think it had the strongest start, but it, it slowly, okay. it slowly got good. It, it was slowly building up. You had Big Show ended up coming out. They brawled, which was super weird because Big Show was like Matt wrestling Big Cass. I I actually I, I, usually I, I would usually I would hate this. I was wondering but if you liked it or not. I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was actually good that it was one of those like um 
it was kind of like they were actually shoot fighting, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so towards the middle of that promo, like right before Big Show came out and everything, I thought Cass was doing a fantastic job on the microphone. I agree. Promising about him being the universal champion one day and everything. So it slowly got to where it needed to be, but... Yeah, it took a little bit of time, but I think he got the point across, and it's unfortunate that it's going to be Big Show as his first uh, combatant, but I think that... Honestly, I don't think that's unfortunate, though. But the thing is, he has to win. Yeah. I mean, he he can't just have win, 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 win. He's not Lesnar. No. Even though Lesnar lost, 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 lost. Yeah, Cass can't always win. Oh, no, but I think that his first solo one has overall, to be Overall, overall, Cass is going to have to win the feud. I think the first match, he has to win. I, I think don't. the first match says a lot about his potential no, without the first, Enzo. The, but the first match, I, but it's still with Enzo. He's still entwined so. with Enzo. There's not like, you're not going to get away from Enzo Amore right yet. No, but I like, think that I, his I first... Think, I think the first non-Enzo match... Unless it involves... Uh, what's his face? Enzo. Uh, Enzo, it's, I don't to. want... Big Show's gonna definitely have to get win the match because Enzo comes out and distracts Cass or something. Mm-hmm. Knockout punch, one, two, three. That's the only way that it could happen, though. Right, okay. Like, if, if it's a straight, like, KO punch, no Cass... Uh, no Enzo involvement then I wouldn't be a fan of it. Like, if Enzo is the reason for his loss, then I'm cool with it. So but if you're, it, you're, it's, you're like, you you don't want it to be a Lana situation. No, I don't want a Lana situation. It's very unfortunate that there that we have a Lana situation. Um, up next, first match of the evening, we saw Finn Balor take on and defeat Elias Sampson. Um... It would have been nice for Elias Sampson to win this, but I guess it really wasn't necessary. He got the moves that he needed to get in there. Yeah, I don't think it was necessary for him to win it. I like but... when, when Balor went to do that kick from the apron. Elias Sampson caught it and, like, smashed. Like, I don't even know how to say it. He, like, ripped him out from underneath his foot and smashed yeah. him into the, the ring mat. I thought that was good. I am every week. I'm more and more impressed with Elias Sampson and what he uh, brings to the table. Yeah, and also, by the way, it was really nice to see Balor after after Sampson working his elbow and and stuff so much his arm. Really nice to see Balor selling the injury. Yeah, goes up to the top rope for the coup de grace. Still like kind of like clinching his his left arm. I believe it was. I feel like selling wise, Cesaro. And uh, Finn Balor are the echelon, like the top guys, you know? Yeah. They... I thought that was really nice. They sell like none other. Um, yeah, so it was a good match. Uh, next, you had the Hardy Boys out, cutting a promo. Uh, really, I mean, kind of teasing, like, the Broken Universe stuff. Yeah, I mean, there is always those rumors. Matt's always... Uh, Teasing it a little bit on Twitter. I, I mean, guess it was more so the Hardy Boys. The, the main point of this promo were was that the Hardy Boys, because they did not win the championships at the pay-per-view, it was them saying maybe we're past our prime. 
And then they're like, no way in hell are we past our prime. Should yeah. we fade away and classify ourselves as obsolete? Not <laughs> a chance in hell. We're still here. We're still fighters. And it's funny because that came up like, how how could Jeff Hardy say that? If Impact Wrestling, their, their whole what still lawsuit is going on between them. But Jeff Hardy wrote the lyrics so he could say it, most likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, very, it was very funny and everything like that. Yeah, so they ended up having the club come out and challenge them. And then the club defeated them, which I was fully expecting the Hardy Boys to win that. Really? Yeah. I, I, I didn't go in expecting anything. I fully expected the Hardys. Like, of course they're going to defeat the club. Why would anyone lose to the club? And yeah. then the club came out. They ended the match with the, the Magic Killer, pitting Matt. And then uh, even more so kind of blew me away. The revival music, their, their music hits. They mm-hmm. walked down to the ring. The club split. They split open, let the, the revival do their thing. They were not even focused on the club. They focused right on the ring. Oh. No. Yeah, they wanted the Hardy Boys. Didn't even look at the club. They get in the ring. They attack Matt and Jeff. I, I thought this. I thought that was really good. I I agree. I thought it was a lot of fun. The, the and, one thing that I wish would have happened, I wish that referees kind of or agents at least tried to like stop them from doing what they were doing. That's what but, I don't get either. But I say, and I don't get the same. Then I have to say the same thing with. Uh, the Enzo, like, what is it, Big Show and Cass Brawl, that no one came out to stop it. I guess because that ended on its own where Cass escaped. Yeah. But I, I, guess. I looked the way I looked at this Hardy and Revival segment was kind of, I mean, even though it didn't, it wasn't necessarily the same thing because the Hardys were already down and out. We just had for weeks pull apart brawls between uh, Joe and Brock. Mm hmm. So it's like, how did, like, you had maybe one referee out there saying, no, no. Stop it. Maybe had that. Mm-hmm. So. I know. But I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Yeah. And finally, finally the Revival are back. They're being used. Um, for for something other than holding back Brock or Samoa Joe. Yeah. Well, something that was a first ever... <laughs> we had the Mizzies. I tweeted out. I said, wow, it's a good thing his name wasn't Mark. We might have had to sue him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had the Mizzies. Um, a Which, lot of... I, it's somewhat good timing for them to have had that because the Emmy no- uh, nominations were announced this past week. Oh. So it's somewhat relevant. It was Obviously, it wasn't announced when Raw did it, but... Which, like, I even questioned whether or not WWE knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they it was it was good timing. Yeah, I thought it was a good segment. I thought it was it was nice. I did like the part where he was just like he well, went to open. Wait, 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 wait! Before you say that, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel won Best Supporting Actor. Maurice won the Most Beautiful, Gorgeous, Sexy Leading Lady in WWE. Which, by the way, Alexa Bliss completely robbed. Oh, uh, totally. Sorry, Maurice. Uh, <laughs> and then Greatest Man in WWE went to Miz. 
So Which now the, I thought was funny what you're going to say. I'll let you say it. Yeah, the Greatest <laughs> Man Award. Originally, he was just like Dean Ambrose. And then he was just like, oh, no, just kidding. Why would he do that? I think that it would be better if it was Dean Ambrose. If it said Dean Ambrose and somehow Dean Ambrose. Yeah, snuck. but then that kind of turns into one of those Dancing Bear situations. For me, at least. Where like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that's Dean Ambrose is dressed as a bear. How did Dean Ambrose get a, an envelope into Mrs. Mizzy's? Yeah. I see what you're saying, but I, I think it would have been fun. Yeah. No? I mean, there's only so much fun you can have. <laughs> but Ambrose yeah. Ambrose came out, ended up getting attacked by Miz, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel. Uh, and then Seth Rollins ran out to make the save, which I, would, I swore. I was like, I mean, like I... Don't like whatever. I swore it would have been. It should have been Rhino and Heath Slater. No, Rhino and Heath Slater. They were just. Were they not just involved? Yeah, but no. Uh, what the hell was Seth Rollins? What? Where is Seth Rollins in that feud? Uh, well, Seth Rollins is in the feud because why was uh, it? Because of Bray Wyatt. Because he used to be in the Shield with with Dean Ambrose, yeah. So I thought for sure you would have had Slater and and Rhino run down for that. That did not happen. But after the commercial break, Dean Ambrose ended up telling Seth Rollins to stay out of his business. He goes, "We're not. It's not going to be a 2017 Shield reunion. It's not going to do it. Stay out of my business. I had them clearly." Yeah. But I will definitely uh, speak more on that later. I'm sure you will. <laughs> so, next up, we had, uh, what did we have? No, we had Bailey and Banks take it on and picking up the victory over Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. Bailey picking up the pinfall over Miss Alexa Bliss. What's your take on that? Um, well, as far as that pin goes, it was like a quick roll-up pin, which I thought on behalf of Bailey was perfectly executed. Very cheap. Where, but like, no, I wouldn't say cheap, but like, you know, it was a cheap uh, victory from Bailey. It was a quick pin, but I thought it was perfectly executed by Hart in the, in the fact that she actually made it look like it was difficult to hold Alexa Bliss in the pin. And not many people do that these days. So I was very happy to see her do that. She was. It's, it's a lost art. It's what? Lost art. I guess if you want to say it, it's like the, the tag rope. Not many people use it. Which I gotta say, I forgot who it was. Um, someone was tagging with someone else, and usually they were how using tag matches work. <laughs> what? I said that's well, usually yeah, how tag like, matches work. I forgot who it was, but they were teaming up together, and someone released the. Uh, the tag rope right into their face. I forgot who it was, but it was pretty funny. I saw it on Botchamania. I think it was WWE at a house show. Well, what do you mean, release the... Like, flung it. And you know how they... Oh, they, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they hold the white strap, the white rope. Yeah. Yeah, someone flung it into their uh, tag team partner's face. Uh, maybe intentionally, maybe not. I just, I think it's just crazy that, like, for me, the women's division for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, just like it flipped. 
which I think it might be because of Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair might be to blame for that too. Um, but, but like, yeah, I, the division for me completely switched. I used to be completely like gung ho about SmackDown's women division. Mm-hmm. And then Charlotte moves to SmackDown and Bliss run, runs, moves over to Raw and completely flips. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is because of the Alexa Bliss effect, but I, I'm definitely feeling you on the more Raw than SmackDown. I, I'm more entertained by their feuds than I am by SmackDown's feuds that are taking place right now. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I thought yeah. the, this match, I thought it was about to be over after Bliss hit the Twisted Bliss. Yeah. And she, she got the one-two and Banks at the last second breaks it up. Yeah. I thought that was good, too. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, Bailey, I'm still torn on, you know? Well, get torn on something else because this next match, woof. Oh. No offense to Goldust, no offense to R-Truth, but this feud, I think, it's been dragged on so long without them actually having a match. This was the first actual match that they had. Well, no, yeah. Yeah, this was the first match that they had. It's been months. This, I think, was... Just... I'm surprised that it wasn't on the pay-per-view. I thought, was it yeah. announced for the pay-per-view? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. But this was super boring. And I, I hate saying that, but... I'm just happy that Goldust picked up the victory. I thought you were going to say, for me, the best part of this match, though, I thought what you were about to say was the fact that he came out in a robe. Oh, yeah. Well, he came out in the robe last time, too. Did he? I don't think I, so. I, I'm always positive Goldust came out in the robe when he had that, uh, his cameraman. I'm almost positive he did. I don't think so. I think so, but... But I, it's, I'm it's happy just, that he picked up the victory, and I—it's unfortunate that this match was what it was. It had to happen. Yeah, and it should have happened months ago or weeks ago. I shouldn't say months, but it should have happened on a pay per view. I think it should have happened on a pay per view, or I, it should have had. They should have just—I said it a long time ago that there needs to be like some sort of physical altercation with them. I have a feeling they, they just they just spent too many times quoting too many weeks quoting the movies and doing nothing. I wouldn't be surprised have, if they release uh, our truth soon. I I don't think they I don't know I don't see that happening. A victory like they did on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening. I don't. Know, I hope so. Like they're not. It's not like he's not in a position where he like. It's not like they need him to wrestle on Monday Night Raw every week. So why collect the money? But he does house shows and stuff, and he's good for, like... I mean, people are still what's-upping. No, no. You go to house I, shows, it's still something that's over. I wouldn't mind seeing him released. I think that there's like, better there's, stuff what's, outside what's the of there. Point? Like, what's... He doesn't do anything on WWE. I don't know. I think it's... I don't know. Whatever. I, I think that he will be released in the future. I don't think that's that he has a long... I think at it, like, I think like, at it... I think at his age, and I don't, I don't think that he has the uh, ability that Goldust does. I think what Goldust is doing right now is one of a kind. And I think R-Truth is getting older, and I don't think that he's going to be able to stand the test of time in the ring. I disagree with that in the sense that it's, it's like the same exact R-Truth that we've seen for 
15 years? Nothing. Nothing's changed. He hasn't gotten slower. I... I don't know. Yes, there were highs in his WWE career with, like, the little Johnny stuff. Or little Jimmy, I mean. And, like... And you his, don't even his, remember it? Little Johnny. It, it was it was little Jimmy, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy. With the, the comedic stuff with him and even, like, the more not-so-comedic stuff with, with Miz. Yeah, but that's a long time ago. Yeah, it was That's at least 10 years with the Miz. It was 2011, bro. Was it? Yeah, 10 years ago. Ten years ago was two thousand and seven. Mm. Miz debuted in like two thousand, two thousand six. Well, I still wouldn't mind. See, I think that he will get released. I think I think our truth is somebody that could be released by WWE. And I think he is up, on the chopping block. I think he's somebody that could be picked up from Impact Wrestling and be made their world champion. I I, mean, I think that's something that could be done one hundred percent. I don't. It, it, he, there's so much history there with him in that company. He's yeah, a former, but I, I former don't champion. see him as a champion. I think there's potential there for that, though. I disagree. I think that... You no, can't disagree I, with my opinion. That's always a thing. I can disagree with your opinion. No. I can't say that it's right or wrong, but I can disagree. No. And I definitely do disagree with your opinion. I don't agree with that. I don't think that our truth can be picked up by TNA to become be a world champion there. That's not anything that's possible because the company's not called TNA. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Well, even Global Force Wrestling, I don't think that they that he could be can be a champion there. I think there's Global Force Wrestling champion. No, I think there's potential there. And hey, Double J, if you're listening to this, sorry if uh, you don't like to be called Double J. Firstly, secondly, I'm a hundred percent open to having. Ron Killings return to your company and become your champion. Hey, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Notice how I, I called you Jeff to, Jarrett. <laughs> I, I am opposed to uh, you hiring. He's not listening to, to this, so just move on. And I am more open to you offering us a job as uh, the Global Force Wrestling Podcast. So, yeah. AKA Mark yeah. it out. All right, but all of that talk aside. Next up, you had Kurt Angle in the ring giving us an update on Braun Strowman, saying he is uh, injured and yada yada yada, all of that. That's like I think a oh. weekly a weekly statement for you. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. And I, yes, and I wonder where that phrase came from. I uh, last week or two the weeks. The only you thing I the Seinfeld episode. No, no, no. First of all, you've been saying it like every single week. Yeah, for, I saw it. No, 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 no. It's not because of the Seinfeld episode. Well, I mean, it could be potentially from when it, you were it younger. Aired, it aired like two weeks ago or three right, weeks ago. Right, but I'm ago. saying like you say – like you've said it like every month like since way past before January. Mm. But like I'm wondering like I don't think Seinfeld invented that phrase, but they, they made that phrase famous for sure. Mm-hmm. But regardless, which is to ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out, Kurt Angle went to announce, well, he brought out Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman and then went to announce the main event match or whatever match it'll, it'll fall with for SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. And Roman Reigns came out and said that Kurt Angle owes him that title match. And I thought... Even though he- just lost a match. Right. Um, but I thought this was good 
mic work for Lesnar, which was surprising. I thought the same thing. It's funny you said that. I thought he did a good job, too. And then Samoa Joe came out, got right into Brock Lesnar's face, and he said, he goes, Roman Reigns never beat me. And Paul Heyman goes, Roman Reigns deserves a title shot because he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And Samoa Joe will never face Brock Lesnar again for that world championship or the universal championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, they got into each other's faces. And I thought, I honestly, I thought this was a really good segment. I thought this was a hot segment. I agree. I was, I, not, I was very surprised that a segment in 2017 with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, it was not just going to be the same old repeat, 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 repeat. Mm-hmm. I thought it had. I thought it was good work between the five of them. Yeah, I agree. But look how many people you have in there too. It's not just your typical right. Lesnar Heyman. Um, I thought and Joe, I think it was, I thought it was, was nice was... to see Lesnar and Angle interact with each other on TV. Yeah, that's always. And I like. I thought Reigns did a good job too, being like, "Oh, that that was the Attitude Era," which that's and... not true. Brock Lesnar was never part of the Attitude Era. Just saying that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought Joe getting into Brock's face and Brock getting into Joe's face, and then I didn't um, like Joe's involvement. He just lost to Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, but he goes. It was like a fluke victory, basically. He he won by I don't know. I forget what Joe said, but it really it's not. He's not wrong with that though. Mm-hmm. It was literally one scoop up, and that was it. Joe controlled them the whole match basically. Yeah. And Roman Reigns goes, "Bro, you lost to him." And he goes, "Okay, didn't you?" Or he goes like, "You're you're running your mouth a lot for somebody who just lost to Braun Strowman on pay-per-view or whatever." Yeah. And I liked Roman Reigns' response was something along the lines of, "I'm here. Where is he?" Yeah. I thought that was a good response. Yeah. But Kurt Angle, all in all through this, he uh, set up Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns for the number one contendership next week on Smack, uh, Monday Night Raw for SummerSlam. So in the sense of do I ever want to see Roman uh, Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe ever again under the certain circumstances, what I said earlier would be I wouldn't mind a triple threat here. Okay, I wouldn't mind a triple threat, but where does Braun fit into this? Fatal four-way. <laughs> that's what, that's the thing. I, I think put this a fatal four-way. If not, I mean, I can't. You can't just Braun just defeated Roman Reigns. Yes, I know it was Spear. Roman Reigns got the last laugh, but you can't just write him out of this. A good I mean, thing. He, he just came back from an injury. Now we're gonna write him off for another. Month? A good thing to have take place next week during that number one contender match for on, on on Raw, you have Braun Strowman come out, attack both uh, Reigns and Samoa Joe. That Kurt Angle has to now deal with, what do I do? Let me just put all three of you in the match. Will it happen? Probably not. Most likely it'll end up being Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. But 
I, I would not be opposed to having a Fatal 4-Way there. I think Fatal 4-Way would be the best. And I really... What do you think the potential of Braun Strowman is? I... That's... Do you think he can be a champ? Like, uh, oh, oh, champ? oh. I thought you meant like the potential of him being in a match even. Um, yeah, no, no. I, don't, I don't have a problem with him being champion. Mm-hmm. He's definitely 100% since his debut to now has grown a lot. Yeah. I really think that he's improved a ton in the ring. And, and I, and, I, I, mean, I think his he's position, a draw. His position in the company against Roman Reigns where people cheer him for doing harm to Roman Reigns, I think that's somewhat decent for his character as well because then people people are satisfied with him as champion. Yeah, I think that he's going to be a really good uh, face of the company. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Vince McMahon is a fan of his, you know? Well, I mean, he's uh, tall with muscles. How could he not ex- be? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So... Um, next up, you had, um... Akira Tozawa. Yeah. And Cedric Alexander taking on and defeating Neville and Noam Dar. Um, the ending of the match I thought was really good. I liked when, like, Neville and Cedric were on the, the top rope and Neville fell. Mm-hmm. He stayed there while Cedric went and made the tag. Noam Dar hops up on the apron. Cedric knocks off Noam Dar from the apron. Dove through the bottom rope onto him. And then Tozawa sets it up and, and kicks the top rope. Knocks, knocks Neville off of it. Yes, mm-hmm. it was super exaggerated where like Neville was on there for like a minute. Maybe. Maybe longer than that. But I thought that was, I thought it was good. I was, I was entertained by that. Mm-hmm. And then that led to Tozawa getting the win with the Senton. Yeah. Um, do we see Alexander as um, Titus Brand? No. I mean, he raised both of their arms. Yeah. My, anything's possible. Who knows? But at this point, I don't think so. All right. And uh, then on uh, 205 Live, you had Cedric Alexander versus Noam Dar in an I Quit match, which I thought was also really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alexander made Noam Dar quit, and then Noam Dar goes, I quit you, Alicia Fox. And he broke up with her. Which I think is awesome. I'm, I'm uh, disappointed by it. Why is that? Because we're not going to hear him say Alicia Fawkes. Yeah, I'm really happy <laughs> that I'm not going to hear that again. Uh, now, now that, like, where does that leave him to go? Like, where does he go from there? Where does she go from there? Mm. Does she get a, a shot eventually at the Women's Championship on Raw? I don't know. Right. But up next, the match that took place was completely unnecessary. Um, all because of Bray Wyatt raking the eyes of Seth Rollins at the pay-per-view. Uh, but Bray Wyatt, again, picks up a victory over Seth Rollins. Um, the fans were bored. They went Well, I shouldn't say fully bored, but they were bored in the beginning and started to pick up towards the end. They, they did the wave. That's how bored they were. 
But yeah, I mean the end towards the end of the match it started to pick up, but like I just I did, this match did not need to happen. I'm pretty sure Bray Wyatt promised to get revenge on everybody from that match at Extreme Rules, the main event there, for causing him to not have the number one contendership or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe he should move on. Obviously, yeah. Balor and I mean uh, Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe are intertwined in a storyline already that does not allow them to get moved on to Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. But Finn Balor is just floating there. He could definitely take on Bray Wyatt and be. We never had anything culminate from uh, their altercations, interactions. I think he could one hundred percent be the next person on Bray Wyatt's list. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, and then after this match, Miz, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel came down and attacked Seth Rollins. And Dean Ambrose made the save with a chair. Once again, coming out there. makes no, like, you just, you literally just told Seth Rollins to stay out of your business. I don't need you. And here you come down and you help him. Yeah. The chair shots were were pretty brutal, though. I enjoyed them. Yeah. But still. Still. I thought it was unnecessary completely. But Monday Night Raw was not over then. It ended with Kurt Angle backstage on the phone. And he told whoever was on the phone to come to Monday Night Raw next week. And he ended the call by saying that he loves them no matter what. Was it that he loves them no matter what? Well, I'm pretty sure he said. I that. don't think he said I love you no matter what. No, he said whatever happens, I love you. I don't. I think, I think he said I. I hope you respect me, or I hope it was something more of a work wise. I don't. I don't think he said I love you. He definitely said I love you. A hundred percent ended the phone call with I love you. I don't think so. No, I no, think no, no, no. I'm said, telling you right now, one hundred percent. Kurt Angle ended the phone call by saying I love you. I don't know, but he did say come here next week. And I love you. He did say come here next week, which leads me to think maybe it could it be Stephanie McMahon. They always had, I mean, they really, it's been years, Kurt Angle's been out of the company, but back in the day, they used to have those, like, the tease of tension between them. Did they? A hundred percent, yeah. Another person, could it be Dixie Carter, showing up, debuting for WWE? That's what I was thinking, is Dixie Carter. She had, she was on the WWE Network this past week, following Monday Night Raw. Yeah, big shocker to everyone that she was going to be appear on WWE Network. Huge shocker. Um, yeah, you there? Yeah, I was letting you uh, marinate with what you were saying. Oh, yeah, no need to marinate. All right, so that was Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about SmackDown. AJ Styles picked up the victory at an MSG house show to defeat Kevin Owens to become the new U.S. champion. 
and they definitely built up Madison Square Garden as being someplace special with the title victory. I thought that was that was cool. But it definitely is something special. Yeah. You don't get much more special than MSG. Yeah, and a lot of people made their debut on that house show. Their MSG debut, I should say. But yeah, yeah so it's nice that they're starting to do more shows there though. They're not there's not they didn't stop. Well, there was a big break. No. no okay. It wasn't. They always did March, July, December. All right, so tell me about this opening. But yeah, so AJ Styles spoke about winning the title at MSG. And uh, he goes, you know, somebody used to do a U.S. Open challenge. They wanted to be the best, whatever. And then he, he issued an Open challenge for the title. John Cena comes out and asks, he goes, I'm, I'm sure I'm not included in this, right? And AJ Styles like, you absolutely are included. And Cena accepted. Unfortunate. I don't think it was unfortunate. Uh, well, overall. Just for the fact that we've seen it many, many times. As overall, Kevin Owens made yeah, mention. Yeah, but overall, I don't, I don't think it's unfortunate. But Because, uh, I mean, there still kind of is like unfinished business there. But. Like, it's already months away. No, yeah. Leave it. But Let's see. I like they got the referee out for this. They did the intros. And right before the match started, Kevin Owens came out and said that the title belonged to him. And Cena goes, if you step one foot in this ring, I'm tearing you apart. And turns to AJ Styles and goes, and then I'm tearing you apart. And just as he says that, he gets attacked by Rusev. AJ Styles helps out. Cena, Kevin Owens gets in the ring and attacks AJ. And then Kevin Owens and Rusev both laid laid both of them out. Kevin Owens rocking that pop-up powerbomb. Yeah. Rusev nailing uh, Cena with the sidekick. And then eventually hits him with the the camel clutch. Mm. I don't don't think that that they actually announced that it was going to turn into a tag team match, but... It ended up being the main event. Yeah. So it was cool. Uh, next up, you had your champion, Jinder Mahal, taking on Ty Dillinger, picking up the victory. Did uh, champions in a filler match? Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know what else you can I was really gonna, say. I, I was going to spin it. This. I was going to spin it as it was really awesome. It's really awesome in general that Jinder Mahal is champion. Because what has... I well, I just want to say that because I it, like I don't think we would get matches like this where Ty Dillinger would get elevated to a match against the WWE champion if like Randy Orton was champion. But like, I mean, I mean Orton was champion, and we had Jinder versus Orton as champion. But I don't. I mean, I, I still don't think we would have gotten matches like that. Well, and I'm happy so, that we get more mid card guys mm-hmm. to to be elevated to what could be main event level. Well, the unfortunate thing is, what has Jinder Mahal done since being champion? Take the India uh, pr- publicity out in the world of wrestling. Yeah, but that's, that's just that's what it's that's done. the whole SmackDown two hour booking thing. It's like, it really it's, it sucks, but what has he done? That's the two-hour booking. If it was Randy Orton, it would be the same thing. It, 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 ha- it was the same thing with Randy exactly. Orton. 
That's what I, yeah, that's what I just said. But it, I'm saying I was agreeing that it was. It was it's real it's the two hour booking. There's nothing new, there's nothing intriguing, there's nothing there's no draw to Jinder Mahal so much he's not even in a real feud because the Randy Orton, how much of a feud can you have after so many months of going back? I mean it still is happening. I mean how many times can Randy Jinder Mahal pick up a victory until they're like, you know what? No, Randy Orton, back of the line. That's why I really hope, like, he's Jinder announced after the match that he's bringing the Punjabi prison to SmackDown next week. I really hope that come Battleground, Randy Orton's the one that's not walking out as champion. I really I... hope Jinder Mahal stay, stays champion, has three solid wins over Randy Orton. They're, then that's it. Then somebody else can move on to that. I don't have any faith in what they're going to do with Jinder. I think that they're spending a lot more time. I think with Jinder and Randy, it's lazy. I think they're putting a lot of time in the U.S. title with Kevin Owens. Yeah, which even, yeah, even, I mean, AJ Styles even kind of built it up. He goes, with me being champion, this means this championship is going to be like the championship or something. He said something like, Along the lines where it's like, it made me stop and think like, but the WWE championship, but I'm, I'm Nothing. happy. I'm happy with them building up the U S championship. I have no problem whatsoever with that. Right now, the U S championship in my eyes on SmackDown is higher than the W is higher than the WWE championship. I would 100% rather see a U.S. championship match as opposed to a WWE, uh, championship defended match. I there's nothing going on with the WWE championship. Everything all eyes are on focus with the US championship and I love it. It has propelled this to a status that it should be the US championship. If only this would happen to the Intercontinental Championship. Well, I mean it's not based. it's not not happening, but you're stuck with Dean Ambrose currently. Exactly. He's not champion obviously. Miz is, but you're stuck in a feud with Dean Ambrose. Yeah. But with the U.S. Championship and AJ Styles, I hope he continues the. I hope those open challenges do happen and continue, because those were some of the most fun matches with John Cena, with him doing the open challenges back in 2015. It was fun with Kevin Owens too. Did KO? Do, I mean, KO didn't really do. I mean, he still had it. Man. No. I, I think that it's it's a good aspect with the open challenge. I don't think that it's overdone. I don't think that it's played out because so many wrestlers have done it with the U.S. Championship. But not real. I really don't. Kevin Owens really didn't do it. Um, but, yeah. So, next up, you had Xavier Woods picked up the victory over Jey Uso. Um, there was, he picked up the victory with this like elevated ring rope elbow drop. I Which we've seen him do thinking. before. Uh, is that the up, up, down, down? No. No. We've seen him do I, that elbow drop before. I thought that was really innovative and cool. Uh, but Jimmy tripped Xavier Woods behind the referee's back in news, New Day. Almost said News Day. You guys mm-hmm. listening? You could put us in it again. <laughs> they uh, jumped up onto the apron and uh, tried to tell the referee that Jimmy tripped Xavier Woods. And then... Jay went to, to hit Kofi, and then the referee tossed New Day and Jimmy from ringside. Mm. And then Xavier Woods ended up winning with that elbow. Yeah. So it's fine to continue. It's it's nice that they 
don't always have to have three versus two or two versus two. Mm-hmm. You can have one versus one. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, How could you not finish the rest of that? You know, I'll just let it keep on sitting on you. Yeah, so Naomi was backstage asking Shane who is going to be next for her to defend the championship against. And Charlotte came in, did her ditty. Becky Lynch, Natalia, Lana, Tamina. Uh, and then Shane announced a five-way elimination match at Battleground to determine who will face Naomi at SummerSlam, which is just like you take a knife and jab it right into my stomach, my gut, because that is so annoying. How many of these kind of matches are they going to have on SmackDown to determine a champion? I don't understand. That makes no sense. They they, they just keep doing these multi-women matches. Mm-hmm. It's like so, it's so annoying. And that's why you, you have the whole thing flips. Yeah. Carmella came in, tried to get James Ellsworth unsuspended with a document from her attorney. And Shane's like looking it over. He goes, uh-huh, 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 and then rips it up. And she got pissed off and left. I thought that was decent. Nice. I just like you. I, I don't like that everyone bombarded him to uh, get what they want. And, and it's and, even and, more and, so. It's, it's more so annoying. Awful. It's it's but it's also annoying because it's like it's like oh, some cases it does work. That that is how people get matches with with SmackDown. Yeah, it's and true. Then, and then here it's like oh, you know what? By the way. I'm just going to put you all in a match again. Great. We just had this with a money in the bank contract. Yeah. We just had it prior to that with the money in the bank contract. Then before that, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's just nonstop. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's, it's not fun to watch. I mean, you have a promo backstage and then, you cut to the left side camera, and you have one uh, one of the competitors. You cut to the right. Oh, another one appeared. Cut back to the left. Oh, Tamina's there. Cut to the right. Oh, Natalia's there now. And we have the entire women's roster in one promo. And then Shane and, sets up a tag team match. And then you have Tamina with the, I know you are, but what am I? Like, Tamina sounds like an idiot when she cuts a promo. But that's just my opinion. Um... Yeah, so next up you had Nakamura and Corbin. Uh, Which didn't so, happen, really. Yeah. Uh, Nakamura attacked Baron Corbin during his entrance. And this they, is what we needed. Yeah, this was. I thought this was really good. They, they went into the crowd and fought. The referees and agents pulled them apart. Got them to stop fighting. It yeah. Been, yeah, it's, it's exactly what was necessary to do. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, up next was Natalia and Tamina taking on and defeating Becky Lynch and Charlotte, which it like, like this just like, again, what, what I said for Monday night raw with bliss and, and flair, it's mm-hmm. like that the superstar shakeup really messed things up on SmackDown with the women's division. The match was super boring. And then Tamina won. I didn't like I I don't 
I guess I'm, I'm fine with the way Tamina won, with Lana distracting Charlotte and missing the tag from from Natalia. Mm-hmm. And, and and then Flair, obviously, she goes to go put Natty in the figure four, and she didn't realize that Tamina was tagged in. But it's just, it was so, it's just annoying. It's not, it's like, it's boring. It's not good. And I hate to 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 say this stuff, but. No, say it. It, it flipped. It completely flipped. It did. There was no reason to move Mickey James over to Monday Night Raw, and there was no reason to move Charlotte to SmackDown. No, it didn't bring anything to SmackDown. It didn't bring anything to that division. No. It's not fun to watch. It's not more entertaining. It is It's lackluster, and it seems like they just don't know what to do, so they just throw everyone together. They should have pulled the trigger on Becky Lynch a long time ago, too. In what sense? As opposed to now, she's just floating around still, and now she's in the shuffle with the everyone whole, involved. It's like the whole women's division is just floating. Yeah. They need to somehow get rid of Charlotte, put her back on Raw, and have her do the stuff that Alicia Fox or Dana Brooke are doing. Mm-hmm. As in nothing. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how to fix SmackDown's women's division. Uh, you, you can't. Look at what they have, though. It's. I don't think they have anything all that talented. I think that Carmella is good. I think that, um, what is it? Uh, Becky. Becky. Naomi. Naomi. But I know that's you'll, really you'll disagree, but I think Natalia is talented. I want to promo wise. Promo wise, not. I dude. It's like honestly, it's like watching Bret Hart. In the same I, sense, where I, I, I see no. the same, yeah, 100%. And you know what? Maybe if that is watching Bret Hart, maybe if I watch Bret Hart's uh, matches now, maybe I would say the same thing. You know, you have a lot of Bret Hart critics out there saying that he really didn't do all that much. It's funny because, like, I, wrestling matches. I, I just remember back to thinking, like, when we, when we did the whole Podcast Mania thing, mm-hmm. and I got called out for me saying that I think Ric Flair is boring. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I would rather watch Harley race than Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. And Buck was like, I just, I don't get that. I don't get it at all. And then like today I was literally, I watched a Harley race match and I thought about that. And I was like, how, like, how did they, like, I would a hundred, like a hundred percent Harley race over Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just well, that's watching. the thing. Like, I mean, <laughs> I I watched a Bret Hart match. I think I saw a few clips recently, or like within the past few months. And I was just like, like it was just like I just rather I want Owen. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. Look, I'm not saying Rick. Uh, well, I'm not saying Bret Hart is a bad wrestler. He's no. Super technical. But just his style, it's it, it's I don't know. There's a lot missing, it seems, compared to what it is today. Um, I'm even back then. If you compare him to Owen Hart, there's a lot of action with Owen Hart. While with Brett, it's yes, just more more slower paced. Yeah, more slower paced, more planned out, more um, just yeah, slower pace. And, by the way, I mean, I don't know if this would maybe elevate 
Natalia for you, but if she took a page out of her cousin's book and started to come out to the ring with her cat, since all she does is mention her cat, <laughs> would you be okay with that? Would you be I, more inclined to want to see Natalia? I'd be okay with that, but there's no way in heck that I would <laughs> still want to watch her. I thought you were no going to say there's no way in hell that WWE would ever do that. No, I wouldn't have any interest in that. I, I'm i just not a fan of Natalia. I don't think she's that great. Well, I disagree. No. Um, but from that match, that was, I think this was the, the, the worst part. Of, this was the only bad part of SmackDown for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, we went backstage. Maria Kanellis was looking for Sami Zayn. Because he needed to apologize to her. And she told Chad Gable to tell him that she's looking for him. Uh, we go to a commercial, I believe. And he come back. They, he meets up with Mike and Maria. And he's like, do you even like wrestle here, Mike? And then Yeah, Maria, he was just like, who's the wrestler here? Her or you? Yeah, Maria slaps Sami Zayn. And then Mike smashes a vase over Sami Zayn's head. Which I thought was a little bit weird, the smashing. It was like he was looking around, and then he was just like, oh, I guess I'll use this vase. Like, he's, he had, like, a stutter, you know? In his, in his action, it was a stutter. I think it was more like, babe, move out of the way. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe it could have been something like that. Now, do you, you, but, you, do you, say, you say vase over vase? I say vase, yeah. The vase, the vase. I think I, I predominantly I think I say vase, but and, and if you haven't seen uh, Mike and Maria on Up Up Down Down, definitely check that out. I would recommend it. They play Sonic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that segment, we had Runway Walker Texas Rangers, which obviously, Hilarious. if you can't tell by the title, spoofed Walker Texas Ranger. It had starring Fandango, starring. Uh, Tyler Breeze, and then it also said starring Chuck Norris. Not really, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was funny. But I, this is just awesome. They continue to be putting out these great segments. They ran into Zack Ryder backstage and questioned him about destroying the office. And uh, then Mojo came out, came up, met them, and said that the Hype Bros would never do that. And. Then he said they they're not what did he say? They're not they're not cheap or something. Something like that. And Ryder questioned like he goes, Bro, you cheap like how you tossed me out in the battle royal last week? Yeah. And then he basically told Zack Ryder to get over it. Yeah, I, I, very heelish a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah. Very I felt, heelish. I felt, I felt like a slap in the face, like, wow, like I cheered for you how could you like do that mm-hmm. and then he, and then Ryder goes maybe we all need to grow up and, yeah and Fandango's horse was then missing do and, you think that we're gonna get the breakup of the hype bros I think it's definitely something that's it's leading to with Matt being or Zack Ryder being a face and Mojo being heel. I mean, the fact that even he was just like, Mojo was just like, yeah, no, we're, we're busy. I'm busy trying to find out how to get a rematch. 
for which get in, our... in like the same sense it's weird because we see like Mojo like on social media and stuff like just partying. So it's like I don't know. Yeah, but for I get what you're for, saying for next week or whatever they tease the Fashion X Files. Mm-hmm. Who took Tully? We'll find out, or or we won't. Or we will find out next week. Maybe we'll see Brizongo meets World. Yeah, that's that's the tie-in for the picture of the week. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> up next was the main event for SmackDown. Was AJ Styles teaming up with John Cena to take on and defeat Kevin Owens and Rusev? Uh, I thought it was a good match. Yeah, I, I like the it was between them. I like the end of the match. They had the Pele kick into the attitude adjustment. Mm-hmm. But I do wish that it was AJ Styles that won the match. Like if that's if, funny. Like when, was, it would make. I was gonna, what? No, and I was going to point out that I'm happy that Rusev wasn't the one who uh, was pinned. Funny because I was going to say I thought it would be better. Well, yeah, I don't know. You know what? In some sense, maybe it would have been better if eight. I was going to say maybe. It would have been better if AJ pinned Rusev, but even maybe it would have been better if AJ pinned Kevin Owens. Hmm. It, it would further like, oh, why would you need a rematch? Like I are I pinned you twice. I won the title, yeah. and then the the SmackDown after that, I I pe- I beat you. Yeah. I just I don't understand why it's like why why did John Cena need that victory? I know. I get it. It's his return, but I would have rather that heel tag team pick up the victory. No, I don't think I, was... I would have preferred, unless it was Rusev going over Cena. I would have preferred AJ to win the match. Yeah, I agree. like he said, I, I he's could... trying to trying to elevate and that championship. If Champions Rusev win. was able to get the victory, if it was Rusev getting the pin, I'd be okay with the other team. And AJ, I'd rather get the pin over Cena. So that was Sports Entertainment. We will take a break and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG, a.k.a. the Radiator Man, because you know your boy stays with that heat. And you're listening to Marking Out. Wait for it. Wait for it. Cheer! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, episode 336. Uh, moving on to some outside the ring news. Uh, this happened Friday last week. Big news. Um, well, first I saw this news and was like, what? And then saw the Dixie Carter news and was like, blown away, what? Um, <laughs> this is unfortunate, though. Austin Aries was released from WWE. Yeah, apparently he asked for his uh, release. Which uh, I'm seeing people on the internet, they're saying that's not true. What's not true? That he did not ask for his release. Oh. So I don't that know I... What's, what's there. What did uh, A lot the rest of the I don't. I don't know. I just know that there were reports that people were always unhappy with Austin Aries backstage. Mm-hmm. But again, that's just all speculation and news with a Z. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but I guess now we know why Austin Aries didn't win the Cruiserweight Championship. You know what? I'm okay with this. 
Sign him up for the Indies. That's again. This is I said this with our truth. This is somebody I could see being released from WWE, and he has the ninety day non compete clause. He can compete on the Indies, but WWE has to approve his indie dates before yeah. the the ninety days. After the ninety days, that brings us to October. So in October, I could one hundred percent see him being signed by Impact Wrestling. So now I can see and him as a champion see, over but there. But that's not I don't understand why you like he was also a former champion. Not our truth. Our truth was 100%. No, no, our truth was, but I like I'm saying I can see Aries but not our truth. Yeah, I, I can see I can see our truth sign, but I can't see him sign and win the championship. And it, I just can't see that. I think you're wrong, but all right. Anyway, Austin Aries, wish you best, uh, the best of luck in your future endeavors. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. There's reports like I, saying he was always he saw himself outside of the division, mm-hmm. and he was unhappy with his spot in WWE. Is what they say, but you know, he's he signed nothing for nothing. He signed on at the wrong time. He signed on when the 205 well, but and no, the Crucible CWC was picking up. No, he signed on and got injured. Yeah, yeah. And came back, and that's when he he was doing commentary for 205. Yeah, so I feel like... Which I quite enjoyed his commentary. Oh, 100%, but that's what clumped him into that division instead of breaking out. Right. So maybe it was just the injury. I mean, it goes back to Nakamura ruining careers. No, he's never done that. Well, he ruined um, Pyro, so. Never. <laughs> uh, so talking about the indies, uh, who knows? Maybe Aston Aries will end up at this place at some point in October, uh, maybe even before October. But PWG's Battle of Los Angeles tor- tournament, something that everybody looks forward to every year. Uh, they announced their participants. This is, should I just read right through them? Yeah. It's going to be Flamita, Keith Lee, Walter, Travis Banks, Ray Phoenix, Desmond Xavier, Donovan Dijak, Jeff Cobb, Trevor Lee, Flash Morgan Webster, Zach Sabre Jr., Sammy Guevara, Mark Haskins, Jonah Rock, Brian Cage, Ray uh, Oris, uh, Marty Skrull, Michael Elgin, TK Cooper, Matt Seidel, Sammy Callan, Matt, Matt Riddle, Ricochet, and Penta El Zero Miedo. That's that's all of them, 100%? Yeah. Yep. I believe that is all that they uh, – all the participants. But a lot of debuts there. And once again, PWG giving, I think – are they really are spoiling the independent fans. I mean they just clumped together almost all of the hottest people on the market in one tournament. Yeah. I mean, I mean that they – Always do that. Always do. I mean, some of the bigger, like, of course, like Brian Cage and a few others are in present in this tournament. But even still, this is what do you mean one present? tournament. What do you mean they're not present? Like they're not included in it. Well, just... Oh, wait, no, Brian Cage is. Yeah. Oops. All right. Well, <laughs> Shane Strickland isn't. I'll go with him then. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on from PWG Bola. It was announced this week that WWE 2K18 will be available for the Nintendo Switch. Um, I, I don't, Very interesting. I, I don't get 
I really don't get the hype between with that system. I've I've played it and it is a lot of fun. It's cool that you get to travel with it and then hook it up to a TV wherever you you're at. Um, but I don't know. I prefer the other systems. I don't. I don't. I, think, not, I don't. I didn't really like the controls much. I think Nintendo. I feel like Nintendo would benefit more from releasing their games on PlayStation and Xbox than just releasing systems that. Like I'm sure a lot of people went out and bought the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. but did people buy the Wii U? Like, what is the Wii U? I still have no idea what that is. That's like I went the to a, that you make going down a sled, or in the, that pig in the Geico commercial. Wii U. That's kind of like what I think of when I hear that. But I'm that's besides the so, point. So glad you shared that. Yeah, I went to a video game store yesterday and. They have, like, old systems and stuff there, and there are, like, some Nintendo systems, and I'm just like, what the heck is this? Like, handheld Nintendos or handheld PlayStation, some of them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, what is this? I fell off. After Game Boy Advance, I have no idea what else is out there with Nintendo. Yeah, they have pretty... I've played played the Wii, but... Mm -hmm. They do have a pretty fascinating lineup, and it's cool what they bring out with video games. Whether it is the virtual reality stuff, like it is, it's all really cool and interesting, you know. But it would be nice to play Super Smash Brothers or Mario Kart on PlayStation Four. Mario, Mario Kart, Mario, Mario, Mario. He goes, it's even his quotes. Even it's a me, Mario. No, it's <laughs> dude. It's not. That's his accent, though. No, no, it's Mario. That's the proper term. That's his, it's Mario. That's his accent. What's his What's his enemy? Wario. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Bowser. <laughs> Wa- Wario. Freaking Wario, bro. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, it all comes Kel- down. It all comes down to accents. Yeah. Kevin Kelly announced that he is going to be leaving Ring of Honor to focus on New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that's interesting news. New Japan got a lot of uh, negative feedback from the commentary team from you mm-hmm. uh, over in the U.S. when they did their show for their G1. Yeah, the G1 Classic. They did not get the best feedback, um, which is unfortunate, but it is. It is. But, it, you know, like it really, in some senses, it like uh-huh. when I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, it makes me wish I spoke Japanese and understood. I should say understood Japanese instead of spoke it. You know what? I like not like I like kind of like hearing it. At, I'd rather listen to the Japanese commentary than American than English commentary. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wish I knew what they were saying. I but wish sometimes I'd... sometimes commentary is super important in matches. Yes. Um, that's true. Sometimes you need the explanation as to what's going on with storyline and everything like that. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, speaking of commentary, Medusa is going to be joining Jim Ross and Lita on commentary for the Mae Young Classic. Go figure. I mean, interesting. I think that is, that's awesome. Did you last week when, or the other week when we spoke about it, did you hear Medusa was being... Brought in, or how did that name come up? Because we brought her up, we brought Alundra Blaze up 
And you asked me, I believe, if I would want to see her in the tournament. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember I, how it got brought up, though. Yeah, so. But well, it's unfortunate that uh, Nixon Newell, she's no longer to be able to be in the Mae Young Classic. She has a torn ACL. Ooh. Yeah. That's so. very, very unfortunate. But if she was on the radar of WWE, never say never. Yeah. Can definitely still be uh, be up and coming at some point with the WWE. Yeah. Just but not right now. WWE announced everybody in the tournament. They um they did they already taped the tournament. Most, uh, most, most of it. Most of it. Um, it's disappointing. The three names for me before we even cover the list is disappointing that they're not featured. That one being Deanna Perrazzo. Um, another being um, Melissa Anderson, and the third one being Awesome Kong. I'm I'm disappointed mm. that those three didn't make the cut. Yeah. That, that would be cool. That being said, there are a lot of awesome women in this tournament. Yeah, I'm not going to bash the roster of the women because I'm even surprised by a few names, and I'm really happy by it. Let me know when you're surprised by one. <laughs> no, I was serious. Okay. <laughs> uh, so WWE announced a bunch of them, but we're just going to – I mean, like, through the weeks we've announced them, but we'll just run through them right now. Um one of the announced people, Kyrie Sane, formerly Kyrie Hojo from Stardom. Yeah, uh, you had Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. Um, every, everybody's been hearing about her, the daughter of Four Horsemen member Tully Blanchard and the and one half of the current Shimmer Tag Team Champions. Yeah, Tony Storm, she's going to be in there all the way from the UK. Yeah, reigning progress uh, women's champion. Uh, Piper Niven, who wrestles under the name of Viper over in the UK. Uh, Yeah, very, very excited to see a little bit more of her. Abby Laith will be in it, formerly known as Kimberly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, Only woman to hold the grand championship in Chikara. Yeah. Uh, You got Sarah Logan, a.k.a. Crazy Mary Dobson, who we've seen on NXT a few times. But very, I'm looking forward to see a little bit more of her uh, in this tournament. Um, I really hate that I'm going to be calling her Bianca Belair, but Bianca Belair, isn't it? I just, I, just, I want to say Bianca Blair. And I really liked her match that she had last week, where she the used her ponytail. Match? Yeah, where she used her ponytail braid as a weapon. Yeah, her hair is like, I don't even know, four feet long. Yeah, I thought that that was just awesome. How it was like a it was like a Mortal Kombat move, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, like I, I've never <laughs> seen anybody in a wrestling match use their hair as a weapon like she just did. Are you like? Is it because it's attached? It to your was body a it was or? a huge snap. Yeah, are you allowed to do that? Like, I don't know. I, I guess so. Right. It's funny because like there's no. There's no rules against it when my hair was like super long before i cut it the first time for after five years it was like it was really long and i could do i could do like towel snaps with it 
And it was huh. like super weird that, but like, is that legal to do because it's like, it's your hair? It's questionable. I mean, but then it's, it's not legal to like use your nails. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's or in gouge. So, uh, next we have Dakota Kai, formerly Nova's Evie. Um, yeah, she's going to be in the tournament. Yeah, Jazzy Gabbert, also known as Alpha Female. She's going to be there. Oh, yeah. Well, I, oh, yeah. What's Wait, that? No, I f- forgot. What? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. About her Impact Wrestling? Yeah, I, but I always forget that. Oh. <laughs> uh, Princessa? Suhit. Suhit. Uh, she's in the tournament. 20 years experience, CMLL. Uh, Women's champion at the current time. Yeah. So uh, nice to see the, uh, someone from CMLL present, like a Lucha Libre presence, you know? Yes. Uh, Sage Beckett will be in this tournament, uh, formerly known as Rosie Ladalove, formerly known as Andrea. Then you got Lacey Evans, uh, former military police officer in the U.S. Marine Corps. Um yeah, should be very impressed, uh, impressive showing by her. Yeah, uh, Rhea Ripley will be in this, uh, formerly known as Demi Bennett mm-hmm. from Riot City Wrestling. Um, you got Kaylee Ray, who is from Scotland. Uh, you've probably seen her on Shimmer, Shine, Impact Wrestling, uh, NXT in the past. And uh, yeah, she's held championships across the entire world and you're going to let me know when you were surprised with a name in the tournament right oh forgot about that part it, well did anyone happen yet um uh, let's see i was surprised with viper well she was already announced oh so you mean like announced to, uh that day of well why were you surprised that she was in it well, I, I mean, I was surprised that she was in it. I was surprised that she was announced for it when uh, she was. Yeah, but why were you surprised? I don't know. I didn't expect them to really reach out uh, as much as they did. I was really pleased with it. There, the, uh, there's some that I question. Yes, but, like this next one. Well, no, I don't question it for that. Like, I just oh, I question do. it for other reasons. <laughs> um, but this one, uh, yeah, Vanessa Bourne, she won her qualifying match on NXT. She is currently being trained in NXT. Um, yeah, her this first match. Awful. I mean, awful. I, Come on, dude. You know it. Lay it, lay down the hammer. Don't I go just, easy. I don't, I don't understand. Don't go easy. That match was awful. Who did she face again? Uh, she faced off against Jamie, uh, Hackey, uh, Jamie Jameson on the indie market. This was not a good match. I don't understand how you put somebody with these limited skills in a tournament like this. There was one point where she re, I think it was her or her opponent that they rebounded off of the rope and went to go do a shoulder block. And it's like they rebounded off the rope and walked gingerly to that shoulder block as opposed to like plowing through that shoulder block laying it really in there it was like they hit the rope and then they just like walked over to them yeah, awful I don't, that i did not understand that at all i mean i i appreciate it that they maybe this is as of you said that she she was trained by team 3d or no I there's no association that. with team 3d i didn't say that at all 
Okay, so she's just a cheerleader that they picked up. I, she was I, like a former like news reporter. WWE, I really question on this one. I don't expect her to make it far. I hope not. Um, I mean, I think that this person is green and shouldn't be featured in this. I feel like to have her in the tournament is dangerous. I, I mean, think depending that, on who you put her against, whoever she yeah. goes against can make her look like a million bucks. It, yeah, it also could be the the situation of that was just an off night. You know what? I'm first first opinion is that she was awful. So let's see what happens with that. Um, next up, Aisha Raymond. Um, she is a UK wrestler trained by Robbie Brookside and Johnny Saint. So should be interesting to see what she brings to the table. Yeah, Tainara Conti will be in it. She, I believe, she made her debut at Access. Mm-hmm. Um, she is she's she's the woman that was signed to WWE. She's got a uh, black belt in judo. Yeah, uh, it seems like she has a strong uh, fan following too. Like I don't know if it's just a bunch of marks or even just before she was signed, but it seems like she has a lot of support in this tournament. Um, and I and I really I think that that's awesome that she has the black belt judo background and stuff and I think that could really be used to her advantage. Uh, next up, you have uh, Kavita Devi, um, which is this is, is this is exciting because she's the very first Indian born woman to wrestle for WWE. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, Tra- I think trained that's by awesome. trained by Great Kali. Now, is that like, <laughs> do we have to put an asterisk there? And is it like, is he just the person supplying the money for this training center? And it's really I like I two other people that are doing the training. Kali's just sitting there in the corner having people feed him food. I have no idea. But the next one, it's like the sky, the clouds clear and like the halo, whatever. You hear the, the angels singing and whatever. Candice LeRae is in this. Surprise. We saw her on NXT like recently, which gave us hope that she would be in this. Yeah. Uh, and then she was announced and she's wrestling in this Mae Young Classic, which is just fantastic. If you don't know Candice LeRae, look her up. She's in the world's cutest tag team with Joey Ryan. Check out um, her match with Joey Ryan versus the Young Bucks. Yeah. Uh, in PWG. I mean, oh, even her she, match, I mean, she's talented. Yeah, stuff against Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's married to Johnny Gargano. I really, really hope that we can see an intergender match with her because this is the uh, – if there's yeah. anybody, anybody on the roster at the current time that 100% will put on a really entertaining match and great match with the the opposite sex, it's going to be Candice LeRae because that is what she does. She has been fighting for this for so long that uh, you should be allowed to have intergender matches because there's no difference, you know? You go out there, you're both supporting each other, and you're putting on a great, uh, a great entertainment, a great show for the audience. Yeah. And I feel like I'm, I'm really excited to see what she brings to the table. Uh, next up, you have Serena D making her return to the WWE, um, potentially coming out of retirement. Haven't seen her in a long time. She was formerly yeah, part I'm, of uh, Straight Edge Society. I think she retired two years ago. All right, so there you go. So she's probably having the honor to – WWE's having the honor of her coming out of retirement. And she's having the honor to participate in this. And, and like I said, when she was first 
rumored to be in this. Um, she really, there really is for um, for her unfinished business in WWE. She really, yeah. she really didn't do much when she was there. She was in the Straight Edge Society with CM Punk, Luke Gallows, and Joey Mercury. But aside from that, they didn't really branch branch off from that. No, people maybe remember her as the she's the one that shaved her head in the middle of the ring and got really nowhere for it. Yeah. As opposed to Molly Holly, who shaved her head and yeah, went, went yeah. and did so much. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to Serena Deeb. I hope she makes it at least past the first round. Yeah. Uh, next up is Zia Lee. Um, she's one of the Chinese recruits for the Performance Center. She's skilled with martial arts and stuff, so... Yeah, definitely. um... Hopefully she has a lot of – I'm curious to see about her in-ring uh, ability because I don't believe that she is a pro wrestler or at least she doesn't have the pro wrestling background. So we'll see about that. Uh, next up, Rachel Evers, um, daughter of Paul Ellering. Which to me is annoying that – like they mentioned that she's Paul Ellering's daughter – and I thought it made sense when she would appear on NXT prior to this that, like, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, well, not, we're going to change her name because her dad is here. Yeah. But, like, if you're going to, I just don't understand, like, if you're going to, like, tout her as being Paul Ellering's daughter, why not just give her Ellering as the last name? And, like, I mean, Blanchard, like, what, she didn't change her name. Well, what about Curtis Axel? I mean,. Yeah, I think that if yeah. they were going to do it with anybody, it would have been him. Unfortunately, it was Flair. <laughs> um, <laughs> next up, s- surprise, very happy. Uh, Marty Bell announced that as being part of the, uh, the roster for this. We've been su- uh, supporting her since NYWC and watching her progress in her wrestling career. And uh, very exciting. I'm very happy to see her involved with this. Yeah, former Dollhouse member from TNA. Um, <laughs> but she she's one that I question um, on because WWE posted the full list, and it's yeah. like at, we're even at the 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 meet the the champion or whatever they're, they're called. They did the Facebook Live thing to meet all the women. Uh huh. They had Marty Bell representing the Dominican Republic. Yeah. I like I didn't understand that when they did that with the cruiserweights, and I don't understand when they do that with this. I didn't understand that either because there was a few of them that was like this person's representing Dominican Republic, this person's representing Puerto Rico, and all like, like not, all I mean, that. not to skip forward, but Mia Yim is also in the tournament. Yeah, and she's representing South Korea. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Like, why are we? Just tossing out I, – I, you know what? From a business perspective, I get it. You're tossing out their nationality because you want to open up their fan base to that area. So this way you can make some sort of a fan connection somewhere around the world to get someone from another country to tune into this. Because now South Korea, maybe a WWE fan that doesn't know Mia Yim, maybe they're more likely to tune in to watch to support Mia Yim because she is from South – well – because she has the South Korean background. So I could understand that from a business uh, point. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously it makes sense. Yeah. But, like, I mean, you have, like, I, I mean, like, Kavita. 
She's a hundred percent. She's from India. Yeah. Candice LeRae, she's from California. Yeah. Mia Yim, also from California, but we're going to have her representing South Korea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I it's, know. I, it's fine, but it's just, it's weird that when they do stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, next up, I was surprised by Santana Garrett. Yeah, I did not think she was going to make it into this. I really didn't, but I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. We've been saying this, that she belongs in WWE 100%. She's been traveling the world over in Japan, uh, wrestling with uh, stardom over there. And she's been very talented for a very long time. So it's good to see that she's going to be given this chance. Yeah. Uh, Nicole Savoy, she's been making a name for herself on the independence. Um, she's also in this. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Mia Yim. Uh, Reina Gonzalez. Um, oh. Huh. Independent wrestler Desperado. Wait. That's... Never mind. Uh, yeah. She auditioned for Tough Enough, and now she is on WWE NXT for the Young Classic. Who did you think she was? Her no, father is Des- a pro wrestler. Des- yes, technically Desperado. she is. Desperado. Is that the guy from New Japan? I don't. I think her father's is name. I think her dad's name is Ray. I'm not positive. Okay. All right. Yeah. The guy, the Desperado from New Japan, is uh, Kiyosuke Mikami. So, so no. d- different, different guy. <laughs> uh, Shayna Baszler is in this tournament. She is part of the UFC Four Horsemen. Four. How do you say it? Yeah. Horsewomen. Horsewomen. Right. Horsewomen. Uh, yeah. along with, uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the other two names. One yeah. Is, one is what's his name's wife, fiance, Roddy, yeah. Roderick Strong. But uh, yeah, so it's, it should be interesting to see her in this tournament. She's, uh, definitely been working the independent scene. Yeah. Uh, you got Zeta, who is formerly known as Julia Ho. Um, yeah, she's in this tournament. Uh, Miranda Salinas is also in this. She was trained by Booker T. Uh, well, his reality of wrestling school, at least. Mm-hmm. Renee Michelle, who is, has been on the independent scene for a very long time. She actually went over to Japan for a little bit to train over there. Um, so excited to see what's going to happen with her. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, Mercedes Martinez. Very surprised Which, at this yes, 100% surprised. I, I will admit, I the, what I've seen of her is very limited. But I always see her name as one of the, um, one of the more well-known, like in a cheerleader Melissa aspect yeah. when it comes to women wrestling on the indie scene. Like she has helped pave the way for I a think, lot of women. I feel like she's been wrestling for like 17 years almost or something I mean, like some crazy amount of number. Yeah, for a very long time, and now she's finally getting her the recognition of, I guess, what she deserves. Yeah. I mean, she's been wrestling, let's see, I'm pulling it up just for the fun of it. Uh, let's see, since two, the year 2000. Yeah, 17 years. Since the year 2000. Um, like, I remember she's had matches against, like, uh, Serena, uh, not Serena Deep. Um, 
What's her face? Um, who's in WWE training now as a trainer? Um, uh, Sarah Del Rey. Yeah, Sarah Del Rey. Yeah. I mean, she's had many matches against Lafisto. Which, like, it's, it's also, like, that in its set. Like, we said a long time ago when they announced this, it would have been cool if you threw her a bone. If, if Sarah Del Rey just happened to be in this. That would, I think that would have been really cool. If Sarah Del Rey was in this, uh, like you said, Awesome Kong. Same thing with the, the, nice. other, the other trainer down there, too. I can't remember mm. her name right now, but she was also a, like a... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the one... I don't know why Sarita. I can't remember. Oh, Sarita? Uh, is it Sarita? I'm going to uh, say From yes. TNA? Yeah. Um, I think Sarita. Yeah, Sarah Stock. Yeah. But like you said, there's so many other wrestlers. I think there's so many wrestlers that have been left off of this list. But I'm not surprised by it. Sumi Sakai would have marked out for being in this. Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of the wrestlers. But the good thing is women wrestling isn't such a. It's not such a rare thing this day and age now. Because you could go to Shimmer, Shine. You have maybe one or two. I mean, even they have Women of Honor with Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's what I was going to uh, lead up to. But when Women of Honor, I feel like, is making a huge name for women wrestling, especially because of its association with Ring of Honor. And these wrestlers that are at Women of Honor are pretty much next in line to WWE. If you look at who they're bringing in, a lot of these wrestlers are in this May Young Classic. I mean, so yeah, it's you know, pretty exciting. Ring of Honor is definitely a huge stepping stone towards WWE. Definitely could yep. be. Uh, this past week on NXT, we saw Bobby Fish make his official NXT debut. Um, yeah, in, then, in a really good match against uh, against um, Alistair, Alistair Black. Black. Yeah, I and, I really really like that match. And what I what I like more and more about Alistair Black's matches is that it's not. It's not uh, – what is it? It's, it's not just a – It's not quick, one-sided. Uh, yeah, it's not a squash match. Yeah. It's not a squash match. He had one against Hawkins and like maybe two other – well, yeah, two other people. But most of his matches are actual matches where he is vulnerable at a few moments. And in this match, Bobby Fitch was on the advantage and on the attack a lot of times until he got caught. And I really like this aspect that we're not going into any of his matches being like we're not thinking that he can lose. Like we're not thinking he's going to win all of them. Like he does have that maybe. Like it gives us reason to watch, you know? Yeah. So, um, But that leads to the next tidbit of news, which is a spoiler alert. Well, before we hit the spoiler alert, since we mentioned NXT, I'll also mention Heavy Machinery got their match against Authors of Pain, right. uh, that title match, and yes, and then they lost. Insanity came out. Yeah, what did I? I really thought that the heavy machinery, Authors of Pain, was going to. I thought it had feet to run on. You know, legs to stand on, whatever the saying is. Fumes. I, I didn't expect it, it, it to come it to a conclusion fumes. on. No, huh? it, was on, it was on fumes, bro. 
Was it, it? it? It wasn't. I don't think it was like that's not something that leads and oh my god, takeover. Really? Like I mean, yeah, we I were talking about so. heavy machinery for a while about like. Oh, this is so cool that they're bear hugging and tossing to yeah, one another. Yeah, but that's still not something you could do with Authors of Pain. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> even even the finish of that match, it's just like like they didn't like they don't they can't do their power bomb big move set spots. Not I mean not that moving on to sanity is going to be much different, but I mean they could do it to uh Alexander Wolf though. We've seen Wolf take power bombs and power moves from wrestlers before, which I was actually surprised to see that he takes pretty easily, you know? Yeah. Um, so the but- spoiler alert, um, at the NXT tapings this, this past yesterday, yesterday, Sc- I guess. Scroll ahead if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, yeah, so back in January, it was rumored that Kyle O'Reilly would be signing with WWE, and then he debuted last night or two nights ago. Uh, at the NXT tapings. Yeah. So Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are both in NXT. Red Dragon is officially on the NXT roster. So, Very excited to see mm, Kyle O'Reilly there. It, it would be nice to, like, I mean, you have such a short time. It's basically next month. Yeah. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Would have been nice if there was time to build them both up to face... Authors of Pain instead of having Sanity, if that's where it's going to lead to. I, I'm all for a Sanity title run, though. Yeah, I'm not like a, I'm not against it. I would much prefer um, Sawyer Fulton to be champion. He's no longer, I guess, no longer in Sanity. Yeah, he's on it, broke off onto his own. Uh, which is disappointing, but... Who knows? Uh, Maybe he, he can always easily reappear with them. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he had a... He didn't return back to TV, though, right? Yeah, no. But I would much rather see, like, WWE take advantage of Red Dragon, like, right away. Um, I wouldn't mind it. What what I would like to see is, like, is Gargano and Ciampa versus the two of them, but we have to see the fallout of Ciampa and Gargano. Which, Ciampa, they're rumored he won't even be back until 2018. Nah, it's a shame. Yeah. But Johnny Gargano made his return this past yeah. week. Yeah. So, so a lot I'll of NXT what... talk, a lot of going on for that and the May Young Classic. So definitely tune in. Uh, get the network nine ninety nine. Um, but this is like wrestling that if you're an independent fan, you would love to watch this WWE action. This isn't your typical, as everybody always says, this isn't your typical John Cena five move match. Or any other complaint that you can find. This you shouldn't have any complaints about what you what product you're going to see on this television. Uh, and then speaking of the WWE Network, uh, very unfortunate that apparently they canceled Talking Smack. Boo! WWE they. Uh, it, there's posts online saying that we continuously review WWE Networks programming lineup based on a variety of factors including viewership and subscriber research uh, and then they they continue that with talking smack and raw talk will air following pay-per-views and Tuesday will just continue to feature 205 live awful it's like raw talk first of all is garbage um, 
But Talking Smack was just, it was like so, it was really good. It was a way to further storylines because they only have that two hour limit. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just, it's, it's disappointing to see them only do it for pay-per-view purposes. I know it's very unfortunate. I mean, this was, it was fun to watch and listen yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Owens was, I just, did I not just give a shout out to them last week for that? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a shout out or whatever, but. Kevin well, Owens maybe. is fantastic on that. The Usos, they're always fantastic. Daniel Bryan's awesome. Renee Young is great. And it's like well, maybe maybe you jinxed it. I don't know, man. It's like that's it's I don't know why they would do that. I don't know why you would cancel it. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Yeah. So um yeah. Um uh, Paige and El Patron, Alberto Del Rio. Um, they got into a little bit of, a uh, trouble, I guess. There was an altercation at an airport where it was, the news broke that Alberto Del Rio was being investigated for domestic abuse. Um, and he's suspended and everything from Global Force or Impact Wrestling. I don't, still have no idea what to call them. And then let's also add the the and voice. He, uh, yeah, there was a, someone was in the airport and recorded the whole conversation or a part of the conversation, um, which Paige's brothers or brother stepped up and said that they have like proof that Del Rio was abusing her. Yeah, even the father, her half brother, uh, stepped up, said it. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, I th- and then the her father has made mention of it about. How her daughter needing help and everything like his, that. His daughter. But but with this audio recording, it was awkward to listen to. You know, like, and there's no. It was definitely a altercation, and it was definitely. It sounded like it was directed at each other. Paige, yeah, and then Paige said that she went on Twitter and clarified everything that happened. She said the reason why Del Rio smelled like alcohol was because she threw beer on him. Uh, because yeah. he said something that wasn't that wasn't so nice about someone that was sick. Yeah, apparently her uncle uh, is in the hospital, and he made a comment about a rude comment about him, and she cried over it, threw the beer in his face, and then stormed off. And then she said that some I guess she was trying to get away from a fan, not Del Rio. It's just like really like backpedaling on a lot of things <coughs> excuse me and it just sounds so it's none of our business but it just sounds so um combustive it sounds so yeah, everything it's, it's always it's just it's unfortunate it's unfortunate, it's very unfortunate. That, that it, like it just sounds, it sounds like it sounds dangerous you know it's like it's awkward it's it sounds like there's a there's more to the story that i don't like it makes me uncomfortable around the story you know like where there it's just Something doesn't feel right in that region, and hopefully everything is safe and good and okay, and everybody from her family members to the voice recordings, hopefully it is just, as she said, not what it is, but if it is, hopefully she gets the help that she requires, and vice versa, if it's Del Rio that needs the help, hopefully he gets the help that he requires. I mean, it's just very 
it's just a situation. And hopefully at the end of the day, we don't end up getting the situation it ends up being uh, reading uh, in a obituary or an arrest due to a physical altercation or anything like that. Hopefully it doesn't end. This story doesn't end that way. So we're just hoping for the best, you know? Um, as you mentioned, he was suspended from Impact Wrestling, uh, current champion. Uh, yeah, and hopefully everything works out. There's really, um, if you are a victim of, I'm just going to say, if you're a victim of abuse or if you're in an abusive relationship, whether it's mental, physical, or anything, uh, don't stay quiet. Reach out to a friend. Reach out for help. Uh, people are out there for you to help out. But, yeah, hopefully this story doesn't end in a sad manner. Um, next, let's talk about some indie wrestling results. On the 7th, we had PWG pushing forward back uh, in Reseda, California. Sammy Guevara picked up the victory over Ray Horse. The unbreakable Evan Machines defeated the Young Bucks. Uh, Keith Lee picked up the victory over Leo Rush and Trent. Desmond Xavier defeated Dave Chris, Jay Chris, and Sammy Callahan. I believe something happened with Jeff Cobb. He was booked and then couldn't get booked. I hope that it wasn't from an injury. But, yeah, he was originally slated to be in uh, – Facing off against one of those guys in the triple threat match. Uh, Ricochet picked up the victory over Trevor Lee. And for the PWG Championship, Chuck Taylor defeated Sabre Jr. Finally, Chuck Taylor has been paying his dues in this business for so long. He's a name just as, in the, he's a name just as big as Colt Cabana. Chuck I think Taylor. it's funny. I think he said he's going to take a picture, a Shawn Michaels picture, but instead of putting the title where Shawn Michaels had, he's going to put it over his face. <laughs> like, and I actually can see him doing this. If you guys have, <laughs> if, if everyone funny. is familiar with what he, what is it, uh, gentlemen and uh, what is it? I forgot his show with uh, Trent. That he does on high spots, yeah. and then he also has the show, yeah. So Chuck Taylor, awesome, well deserved, very exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy about this, and I'm happy that he wasn't actually retired. Yeah, it's like maybe like out of nowhere, will 2017 be Chuck Taylor's year? Long over too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, back I mean, when just, I was... He just, I mean, with even with, like, the Ring of Honor debut and everything. Yeah. On the 8th, CCW Evolution for his New Jersey, Connor Claxton defeated Ricky Shane Page. Uh, the, the Dub Boys defeated the Private Party. You about to say Dudley? No, I was just going to say Dub Boys. Oh. Uh, Tim Dunst defeated Ace Austin, uh, Shakespeare, Alexander James, Anthony Bennett, Devin Moore and Kit Osborne. Masada and the Storm of Entrails defeated the Awakening. CZW wired uh, title on the line. Maxwell Jacob Freeman, the champion, successfully defeating Trevor Lee. Ace Romero picking up that victory over AR Fox. Tornado Six. I wish that AR Fox would get on Twitter already. 
It's so annoying because he's always – Did he used to be on Twitter though? No. It's so annoying. He's always in the main event of of like promotions facing off against like usually a well-known name or up-and-coming name. And I don't have anybody to tag with him. Remember when it's you told like, him? <laughs> you told him I, to get on Twitter, right? I don't remember. I think I think okay. you did. Um, Tornado six-man tag team match. Scarlett Graves and Trey Miguel picked up the victory over OI4K. Ohio is for killers. The CZW World Heavyweight Championship was on the line as well as the Defy 8xGP title. Yeah. Uh, Shane Strickland defeated Davey Richards, who was the champion, Joe Gacy, and Leo Rush. Yeah, your new champion, Shane Strickland. Uh, once again, just like Chuck Taylor, another guy well-deserving. Uh, next up, you had Warriors of Wrestling taking place in New York City. 30-man ultimate survival match. The winner is Juba. Jay George defeated Simon Gotch, which, by the way, Simon Gotch is cleared now from the 90 days uh, no-compete clause. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what he uh, does with his independent career now. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. <clears throat> Uh, wow, tag team title, four-way match. Uh, you have Jose and Scotty Priest defeat the experienced strangers and stranger, uh, perfect strangers, and LW Estates to become the new tag team champions. The Wow Women's Championship was defended. Champion Nikki Adams successfully retaining that title against Helen Vale. She held that title for some time, I feel. Uh... Wow, no limits title on the line. Five-way match. Chris Banks successfully defeating and defending against Aaron Bradley, Joey Ace, Mr. Grimm, and Sonny Kiss. And the Wow Heavyweight Championship was defended. Uh, champion Jason Karloff retained against Darius Carter. Yeah. Uh, Shimmer, volume 92, took place on the 8th. And the next day was 93, both no, in I think, Illinois. No, 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 no. I think 92 and 93 took place on the 8th, and I believe there was 94 and 95. Ah, all right. Ninth. Gotcha. Well, Phoenix of Rise title match. Uh, Phoenix of Rise title on the line. Shotzi Blackheart successfully defeating Hudson NV. Uh, you have the Shimmer tag team titles on the line. Mount Tessa defeated. Defending those titles successfully against Fly High WDSS. Yeah, now the next cur- the next matches we list are going to be from 93. Uh, Shimmer title, number one contendership on the line. Mia Yim defeated Kaylee Ray. And the tag team titles also defended Mount Tessic successfully retaining those titles against the Killer Death Machines. Heart of Shimmer title on the line. Shazam McKenzie defeated Nicole Savoy uh, to become the new champion. Shayna Baszler on uh, Nicole Savoy's team, but did not help her pick up the victory. And we also had the Shimmer Championship being defended. The champion Mercedes Martinez successfully defending that title against Soraya Knight. I wonder if the whole um, ordeal didn't happen with Paige, Uh if Soraya Knight would have been included in this Mae Young Classic. What do you mean? Like I wonder if she would have been in this in this huh. tournament. Interesting. Like had Paige been on like 
if she was being used and she wasn't like a whole media ordeal. Uh huh. I wonder. Oh, oh, I thought. Okay, I misunderstood what you were saying. Um, maybe I would love to see Paige in this tournament. No, Soraya Knight. Oh, so I did understand what you're saying the original time. All right, um, that would be interesting. I'd be up for that, but that's an interesting thought as well. Yeah, it was. That's why I said it. Uh, taking place on the 8th of July, Evolve 88 in Charlotte, North Carolina. Jason Kincaid defeated Caleb Conley. You have Austin Theory with Priscilla Kel- uh, Kelly defeat Ethan Case. Keith Lee defeated Ethan Page. Tracy Williams defeated Darby Allen. Fred Yehi defeated ACH. Evolve, tag team title online. Anthony Henry and James Drake defeated Catch Point to become the new champs. And the Evolve title was on the line. Sabre Jr. successfully retaining that title against Timothy Thatcher. Evolve 89, next day, Marietta, Georgia. Timothy Thatcher defeated Darby Allen. ACH picking up that victory over Ethan Page. Jason Kincaid defeated John Davis. Keith Lee versus Tracy Williams went to a no contest. Sorry, not sorry. Evolve tag team title in a line in a three-way match. Anthony Henry and James Drake defeated Catchpoint and the Ugly Ducklings. Yeah. Austin Theory defeated Trent. Uh, I was trying to read the above statement. But yeah, oh. the Evolve Championship was defended in that day as well. And Sabre Jr. successfully retained it against Fred Yehi. Yeah. Upcoming event on Ye- the 22nd. Ye- how, did we, how did we figure it was? Depends on the depends on the uh, it's not promo depends on the promo. The guy says it himself. Yeah, but so uh, upcoming, our upcoming, apologies, Fred. upcoming independent shows on the twenty second of July. CZW and Freelance Wrestling presents CZW vs. Freelance Wrestling two in Chicago, Illinois, uh, or Illinois. Uh, you have a scramble match that will be taking place. You got Stevie Fierce, Eric Cannon, uh, Cannon, Kylie Ray, and GPA take it on Joe Gacy, Maria Manic, Connor Claxton, and Alexander James. Suge D defeating, uh, uh, not defeating, taking on Ricky Shane Page. I think it's Suge. That's what I thought, but I wasn't yeah. sure. I sound like an idiot uh, right now. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's all good. Thanks. It's Sugar, Sugar Dunkin, uh, Dunkerton. Okay, yeah. Uh, we got. Uh, Velasquez taking on Leo Rush. Uh, Robert Ego Anthony taking on DJ Hyde. You got a CCW rules match. Craig Mitchell taking on Father Matt Tremont. Yeah. Uh, then also on the 22nd in Vero Beach, Florida, Ignite Wrestling presents Slamfest. Uh, some names that'll be there. You'll be seeing Aaron Epic, Gary J, Martin Stone, the Ugly Ducklings, Timmy Lou Retton, um, Max Starrs, yeah, Braden Knight, Chico Adams, Teddy Stigma, and a ton more. And a portion of the proceeds will be benefiting the nonprofit uh, organization Ignite Advocacy Inc., which uh, they help to support the parents of children with special needs. So it's a good cause. Yeah, uh, Ignite Wrestling always uh, is associated with them, so it's really good to see them doing stuff for, as you just said, a good cause. Uh, yeah, so that's all the upcoming independent stuff that we have for you today. Hey, Dave. 
Shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. As I mentioned before, Team Awesome 418. Go support Lorenzo's group over there. Uh, he actually has a book out, 31 Days to Live. Uh, go check out that book. You can go buy it on Amazon. Um, yeah, go like Facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. Also follow at Team Awesome 418. Uh, thank you very much, Lorenzo, and uh, amazing group over there. Go follow uh, Nate Evan Great. Go give him a follow over there. Uh, Jonathan at Mr. John Foss. Also, go check out Weekly Wrestling Podcast at Weekly W Podcast. They just released a few uh, an episode uh, where they covered Shimmer Wrestling. Uh, they have interviews with Sienna, Angel, Dust, Delilah, Doom, and so much more that from this past like two weeks. Uh, they just keep on po- keep on pushing out all of these interviews for you to listen to. Go check them out. Give them a listen. Go support the Weekly Wrestling Podcast. Um, yeah. Also, Wrestling IQ 101. Go support them on Twitter at Wrestling IQ 101. You can go check them out on YouTube as well. Uh, they just released episode 40 with an awesome interview with Sonny Kiss. Um, Eric, go support Eric. Go follow him. Go watch his stuff. First thing in the morning on YouTube, youtube.com slash first thing in the morning show. Go follow him on Twitter, MTL Broski. Uh, forever our broski and yeah. Hey Brandon, any? Oh yeah, uh, I got one more thing to say. Um, pro wrestler that we've been following for a very long time, uh, Rex, Rex uh, Bacchus. He is at the current time he is undergoing surgery and he's hitting a lot of having a lot of complications. From Crohn's, degree, uh, Crohn's disease to them, the doctors finding uh, stage two small bowel, uh, bowel cancer. So very unfortunate stuff going on with him in his life. Uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. Um, they do have a donation, a GoFundMe page online right now where you can assist. All the money is going to go towards his medical funds and paying all those expenses. And we wish him a speedy recovery and. Yeah, so go support that. We tweeted out that link a few times. And if you can, go ahead and donate. All right. Hey, Brandon, any shout-outs? Hello there, this is Randy Newman. And I'm telling you that you got some shout-outs from Brandon. My first shout-out is going to Kane's theme song, uh, Slow Chemical. Uh, It's definitely one of the top... Top five, at least, best theme songs ever. Um, I I agree. I think it's definitely up there. One of my favorites. I feel like it's definitely gotten a shout out before, but that's just oh, such a good it, song. Yeah, it, it deserves has. it. Uh, next up, Cesaro, Sheamus, Matt Hardy, and Jeff Hardy get it. Get the the next one because that Iron Man match, uh, awesome. It was really good. Definitely, uh, agreed. Definitely they left it. Were you about to say they left it all in the ring? <laughs> <Something like that>. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely check it out if you didn't watch it. Uh, and then the last last shout out goes to WWE 24 Kurt Angle Homecoming. Uh, we briefly, briefly, briefly touched on it with Dixie Carter being on it, but um, 
I thought it was really good. I, I like I like all the the WW twenty four specials that they do, but I wish they were longer. I always wish these things were longer. What is it? Thirty minutes? Uh, it, I don't know. It wasn't thirty minutes. It might have been like it might have been like an hour or so, or forty five minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or it could have been two hours long, and I just lost track of time. I just Maybe, wish they were at longer. some point I'll have to. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, so those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for our... That is right, our mark-out moment of the week. Um, I Honestly, it has to be AJ Styles winning the U.S. Championship at Madison Square Garden. I'm such a fan of Madison Square Garden. I, I, you're gonna yell at me, but I do wish I went. But I also at the same <laughs> at the same point, I didn't really feel like going by myself. Even though I do go to events all the time by myself, but I just didn't want to go alone that night. Yeah, you, I still think that you should have went by yourself. I think you really would have had fun. I mean, I always, I always enjoy going to the shows myself because you could just literally just sit there. You don't have to talk to anybody, and you just focus on the wrestling. But, yeah. But I would have preferred not to. I just also I didn't want to deal with the Long Island Railroad and everything. Why? It's not that bad. It's a hassle. It just really is. But, yeah, so uh, AJ Styles winning the U.S. Championship at Madison Square Garden. Huge thumbs up. Big time. Take us home. Well, that is our episode. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate your support. Thank you for following us. Thank you for liking us on Facebook. We are finally over 3,000 likes, so thank you very much for assisting us to get there. And yeah, now just sure. get us over 9,500 followers on Twitter. Yeah, do it up. Well, all right. ProRSLTs.com slash market. Now, please go buy a T-shirt. Also, go check us out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, Radio, and Google Play. You can go listen to all of our past episodes over there. If you would like to be a musical interlude, uh, if you would like to be included on this podcast as a, as a, uh, with an interview, or if you're a comedian, if you just want to shoot us an email, uh, marketout1 at gmail.com, Twitter at marketout, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O-N. We wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a face.